Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny to Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 125. We're I, there. I cut you off. You were going to say 100. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I wanted to just, I wanted to get it on a, <laughs> all together. Made you feel weird. In unison. And, yeah. Uh, I'm John. That is Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. The interrupter. Yeah. The, this <laughs> is, um, the, this episode's going to be interesting. We have a very special interview. Yeah. We haven't done one of these in a minute. Let's, yeah. I hope our chops are still up. And by chops, I mean total inability to interview people. I think so. I mean, we're ready for it for the most part. We just have to, you know, some of the equipment we have to set up real quick before yeah. giving him a call. But yeah, that's easy. Just set up a, th- a third mic real quick. We'll do that on break. So I guess, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll cover probably what we'll, uh, go over a little bit of, uh, of what what we've been into since we saw each other last, yeah, uh, a little the, bit of topical stuff. Definitely cover the Super Bowl a little bit for sure. Got to happen, and uh, then we'll throw it a break. Uh, we'll come back, hit an interview with our with our special guest, and then uh, probably go to break from that, and then come back with a third segment for you guys with did you hears and wrap ups. Yeah, um, pizzas pick, etc. If this is your first time listening, um, you know, however you ended up finding us, we appreciate you taking some time out to listen to us. We hope you enjoy it. Um, we hope you enjoy what do you say damn it i was trying to copy your enjoy line. chatting and, uh, we, we hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit there it is i'm, I'm wondering with if us I, are at us i know i stalled you out and I then like, i had to pick it up <laughs> do i even know it <laughs> it's, it's your line motherfucker yeah, it's one of those things where if, like, tip your pasta man what yeah, do i say <laughs> you're, you're playing a video game and they ask you like oh what button does this and it's like i don't know i don't you know have, i just have to feel it yeah yeah, yeah yeah i have to have my hands on the controller and then yeah. i can tell you um but yeah i'm glad you covered that because we we might have people coming from all kind of new avenues with the with us getting back into the interviews. Maybe people are following specifically for that or listening to this episode for that. Um, the news junkie has been kind enough to, you know, drop our name quite a few times here yeah. lately. Um, if you guys are coming over from that. Welcome. I don't care where you're coming from. Yeah, Welcome. Thanks for listening and downloading. If you're not in on the fun already um, at Facebook or Instagram.com slash funny to informing or both. Um, yeah, you, there's pictures that, you know, that we take uh, from what we're doing and, uh, you know, conversations about things that we talk about and yeah. random share, stuff. share show topics and stuff. Usually I'll do like an I'll try to and John will too. Like we'll both kind of take a few things from the show each week and be like, oh, let's post that. Like we already have something to post this week. And uh, it goes in there. Funny to informatives group on Facebook. Yeah, and I um I don't know how I feel about uh, this episode because I I took a nap before coming over here. I just man, I had a long day and then I got drunk. I've already been drunk once today, John. <laughs> I, I, I worked I worked six hours, then got off, got drunk, drove from Daytona. But maybe I did that. Maybe I said that backwards. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I drove, then I got drunk. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. But I I made a trip from Daytona all the way to Orlando, uh, and then fucking got an uber from there to home it's been a long fucking day for me i'm exhausted well i mean with- and then i just had weed on my shirt just now john 
Oh, really? Yeah, the, the thing I picked off my shoulder, I was going to flick it off. I thought it was a bug, and then I looked closer, it was a little nug of weed. You're so busy, you can't even run self-checks on yourself. Put it right in the bowl. We're going to uh, smoke it. Check yourself. Allegedly. I um, I, I don't know. Like With, with midday naps, because they can go either way. Sometimes I um, you it ruins you for the rest of the night. That's how it usually does me. Yeah. I'm usually, then I'm just done. Like Even if I wake up, I might just fucking lounge in the bed the rest of the night like a lazy piece of shit. More often than not, right? Yeah, and then, I, you, and then I feel wasted. I wasted my day. I wasted my night, whatever the case may be yeah you just wake up groggy and then yep. you just still don't want to do anything and sometimes you know taking that rest is is bad and, and that's what i was thinking too when i woke up from my nap i was like oh i have to go do a show i was like I, i'm really hoping this doesn't swing the bad way you know it's <clears throat> funny i was listening to uh whew, to that disgusting satanic fucking verse that came from your gut right there <laughs> but uh, i was uh, listening burped. uh to uh to our our buddy show over in tampa uh live uh, before we started our show and I was just like and I was in their chat room they have a chat room it's pretty cool all the small stuff they have a chat room actually John we're gonna look into doing this actually ourselves if we can find if we can ever get a schedule going because it works best with the schedule but they they go live through this thing called Mixler and our boy Steezy does that yeah. we used to do it with no guarantees when, as well and you can listen live that's what I was listening to here during show prep when we went live I was loving that like to get comments yeah, from people and I like the interaction to right. respond immediately and I know and see that's the thing like and it, let me finish that and then I'll get to the I'll finish what I was talking about but uh, we were listening to that and to the I was listening to their show and in their chat room and I was just kind of in there like oh you know like for one, you guys are fucking touching on a bunch of shit I'm going to touch on. So fuck you. I'm stealing all your content. Hate and, that. <laughs> and for two, uh, like, fuck, I'm tired and I got to do this fucking show. Like, not that, it, that I don't want to do it, but it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, it's just it's an it's another thing to do. Yeah, and yeah. After a nap, it kind of, I guess it's the same way. You just add it to the list. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh. But uh, yeah, with this Mixler, it's interesting because, um, yeah, you you go live and you download the, the app. We were going to have a psychic on when we were doing, like, because, oh, like, the live shows. Only because it was live, you know, yeah, with commenting yeah, back and forth. with the chat forth. room and stuff. We were on Twitch, but yeah, with the, which was video supported. That was cool. A little different for us. We definitely had to... Uh, I don't know. Mind our P's and Q's. John had to comb his hair. I had to comb my beard every week. Yeah, I didn't uh, shave before coming over here. I would have if we were going to be on video or something, I, but I didn't. I, I can't even tell, John. I can't. <laughs> did you not shave? I I fucking since when? <laughs> oh, yeah. This morning? Right before you got here? It's five, the same. It's like five months now. Yeah, okay. I, I believe that. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely the interaction's cool, and I like to interact with those things. I definitely get it, because as I listen to a show, and I'm sure, and I feel like a lot of our listeners are that way, too, in that they like to, they want to interact. They want to, as they hear John mispronounce a word, they probably want to jump in and be like, it's fucking hurricane, idiot. Or <laughs> they hear me, like, just give a completely wrong fact, like, uh, you know, OJ Simpson was in fact not innocent or you know whatever you know Epstein, whatever they want to correct Epstein, Epstein did, did kill himself, himself. Jinx, Jinx. You owe me a suicide um, <laughs> which is a coconut sprite mix chill out guys <laughs> but uh, but no seriously yeah I feel like you guys are probably the same way I, I'm the same way and it helps me and Zach is too if we had that I know Zach and Brian would probably participate in our chat room are, are we going to get together with them soon we are I've That's been talking to them yeah, we I'm, just need to get a weekend day off John and we'll drive over there on a weekend day and we'll fucking hang at Brian's house and they record in their uh, in his daughter's playroom it'll be awkward we'll record in his daughter's playroom that is I'll play weird. with a dollhouse and then we can uh, uh, put the they'll put their kids to bed if we hang out late enough and we can all uh 
getting their fucking and Brian's got a brand new hot tub. I love it. We get all I, shirts off in the hot tub. Let them bring their wives. Their wives can go fucking tits out. I don't care. <laughs> I ain't touching. Just looking. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. If you haven't listened to their show, you need to uh, check it out. It's uh, all the small stuff. Brian and Zach, they're great. And uh, yeah, I, I am looking forward to being on their show and then them uh, yeah, we, being on ours. Yeah, we're gonna. I feel like we'll go over there. We'll record on their stuff for their show. We'll bring this mobile stuff and we'll record a show for us afterwards. And just uh, we'll try to have double content, or maybe yeah. we'll just do the exact same thing over. We'll record one and they'll be like, and then we'll be like, all right, guys, try to remember everything and go. Get the transcript from the first one. <laughs> yeah. and then Or just try to remember it and just see how different they are. Listen to both shows and be like, man, that first one was way better. Yeah, probably. Or the second one was way better because you had better information and better jokes because you had more time to think me about and, it. Me and you jinx enough. So for us to do it like the same show again, I think we would almost get it identical. I mean, dude, I think, we've we've fucking fudged enough of these intros and had to redo them. To, <laughs> to and when we do that, we we don't say it's an unspoken thing. Here, we'll pull back the curtain fourth wall for you guys a little bit, as we always do. And uh, yeah, John and I have flubbed these enough times, at least not whole shows, but intros or little pizzas at the beginning where he'll say something dumb or I'll say something dumb. And like, yeah, scratch that and redo it. And then when that happens, I I feel like when that happens, one it one of us is like, damn it, because like. One, I'll fuck up, and you're like, man, that was the one of the best intros I ever had going. And you fucked my flow up, you know, yeah. or vice versa. Like, man, I had a really good something to say, and I said it, and now I fuck, I can't remember. And if you don't set it up just right, my joke's not gonna, you know what I mean? It's like fuck. And secondly, yeah, it 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 does just that. It kind of fucks up your flow. And uh, I mean, what well, we go like a mile, like we say to people, we're like, there's no dead air on this show. Yeah, the least amount do, of dead air in Orlando. We go a mile a minute, so it is hard to keep track of everything yeah. that we say and do. You know, so yeah. it would be. But hard when to we mimic do it. redo them, we we get like a, a ver, like a, a intro light. You know, yeah. it's like a like it's same thing. We were going on the same on the same motif, but uh, a little spin on it, and maybe a little less energy because like, yeah. doing it again because we're like, deflated because fuck we fucked up. Yeah, it sucks it out of you. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's um like with with intros too. I um oh man, I had a good point oh. with intros, and now it left oh. my brain. It outroed right out of your head. <laughs> it really did. I don't know. I know we have, um, you know, well, we were talking about having Zach and Brian on soon and being on their show. For on, sure. On this one, we have um, Jack O'Halloran, I think is the right I way like, to say it. I believe that. I hope it's right. Jack O'Halloran. Yeah, I don't think it's like hollering. Jack Maybe. O'Halloran. Hey, who are you hollering <laughs> it's, at? Yeah, it's like, uh, what, is Michael Jackson yelling at someone? Yeah. <laughs> Jacko hollering. I, um, Jacko yeah. out there hollering, John. Yeah, and I know people like know who he is on some level. Um, yeah, you don't know him by name because I didn't know his name. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't at the no, time. of course we didn't. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm excited to, to get to an interview with him, too, later on. Yeah. Um, but And yeah, you, we'll just leave it at that. Jack yeah, O'Halloran. Yeah, you know what? Jack O'Halloran. And then and, and our sec- on our second segment, when we get this interview knocked out, we'll tell you who he is. Well, You'll me- know then. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you a, a, a little quick rundown before we get him on the phone because sometimes I hate wasting time, like uh, stating the obvious or like pointing out things that he knows and then we know. Yeah, I thought like, about that today, actually. Like, should we? Because as we always do, we kind of prelude what we're going to do. Then we make the call. You guys actually hear the phone ringing and then we're connected and then we go live, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. Fuck it. We're doing it live. No, no, so no. that's so we'll, so that we'll stick to that because that's what we do. But I did think about should we do that or should we get him on the phone and make it more professional sounding, at least to him, where you go, oh, Okay, guys, we've got Jim Smith on the phone, and Jim Smith is famous for directing 
grocery store or you know what I like whatever see I usually I usually like to go the route where I tell them on the phone like hey we were kind of talking about who you are a little bit and beforehand. that's how we started all off it's and a usually, great it's a great always. kickoff I know I'm saying it works yeah. that's how we're that's how we've been doing it so I I'm mean, saying go with the tried and true don't go with that even though it might sound more professional to them you I like how you spin it into oh we were just sitting here talking with our listeners about how you directed Grocery Store. Yeah. What is Grocery Store, oh, yeah, by the way? Yeah. That's a fucking movie or a show? <laughs> Maybe I was thinking 10 Items or Less. Isn't that a show? I think Some, I had that in my like head. Yeah. yeah. I think I was picturing that and I said that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm tired. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. I mean, I, we might as well get it like just a little teaser. Uh, Jack O'Halloran, oh, he was what? a boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. have to get it get out of the, the way. the lesser two. Yeah. We, he, I know where you're going. Well, no, I don't know. He was, um, he was a boxer in the 60s and 70s, um, you know, fought the likes of George Foreman and, uh, yeah. you know, was almost had a fight with Muhammad Ali. Almost fought uh, Muhammad. Yeah, he was undefeated. Almost lost to Muhammad Ali. Undefeated. <laughs> Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, he was um, almost, <laughs> lost. almost undefeated in his first, uh, or no, not almost. Uh, he was undefeated in his first 16 fights. Yeah, 16 and 0 to start his career, right? Yeah. That's yeah, cool. To begin with. and uh, He's yeah. an old school badass, we'll tell you that. And then he and went. Also, go ahead, I'm sorry. He, he went from that into acting. Yep. And that's somehow what, transformed that into an acting career. Yeah. We're going to, I don't know how we're going to figure it out. Hopefully I, if he's I, forthcoming, I think it's a big thing with like sports, you know, players where, I mean, the ones that are capable anyway, like, uh, you know, athletes will transition or, you know, do something a little lesser once they, you yeah, know. because if you have, if you have the personality, then you already have the name. So you just take your name and highlight your personality instead of your athletic prowess. You know what I mean? You say, or you, a lot of them will maybe not even acting, you know, you know how many of them get into broadcast afterwards yeah just color commentary on the game it's they've it, been down there they're like oh when i was down there under center i would tickle his gooch <laughs> okay so, troy aikman chill out and some of them are good like they're too good no i know um i'm trying to think of really good troy I mean, aikman is he good if people okay. hate don't people know somebody told me recently they were watching a game um a dallas game that tony romo was calling right? he predicts shit, that was you dude. that was i guess it was you because whoever was telling me this was like every fucking thing he said they did like he had the fucking playbook like he his microphone was going to the fucking quarterback's helmet. Yeah. You'd be like, they're going to run a toss sweep left. They fucking boom, run a toss sweep left. You just now they're gonna go with the play action to the you know tight end over the middle. Boom, play action tight end over the middle. Yeah, you stick with uh to what like with what you know, and um you know, and then that's why I don't know how you make a transition from boxing into like yeah you know Hollywood. Yeah, but when, you know, and it he's is. got some notable career, uh, some notable careers under his film. <laughs> There's some notable <laughs> films under his belt, so we're gonna talk about a little of that, and you guys will know more then. Yeah, but um, you know, before all that, I know you went camping. Uh, I did this week. Yeah, how was that over the weekend? Um, it was honestly, it was um, mm, awesome. Yeah, what? Oh, it was I totally was say, fucking awesome, I was bro. Like, don't don't say. I mean, you got <laughs> rained on. I know a little bit. Yeah. Um. The what was it? The first night. Yeah. Uh. We got there Friday. I guess. Uh. The group is like, and you know, at some points it's like twenty people deep. But it. Uh. The the guy who kind of maintains this campsite and is in charge of it and kind of does the rental on it and everything else. He was out there a whole week. Man, one week straight he stayed out there. Um. The, but this guy's like, dude. He when I obviously the reason he runs it and is managing it and all that shit. He's an outdoors motherfucker. He drives an old school fucking like child abduction van, full. <laughs> but it's fucking. There's no children or abduction. It's just full of like fucking equipment and camping shit. And we got out there and on Friday and he had set it all. So they had five days, four days to set up by the time we got out there. And there was already. So you got, you just got to jump in like into yeah, the fun that, of it. And that's the thing. The, so the, he was out there, him and our buddy Scrotal, 
Sean. Yeah. Yeah, Sean yeah. Mayhem. That's not his real last name, so I'll say that. Sean Mayhem uh, is our buddy in our group on uh, Facebook, and uh, he he actually stayed out there with him all week. He was out there from Tuesday to Tuesday as well. He took a vacation, and so did our buddy who was running the spot. Man, you know what? I mean, at and least you didn't have to break it down because like no, setting exactly. that shit up. No, and, it's a lot of fucking work, dude. Dude, that's annoying. So, yeah, the thing is they were out there all week, and everybody else, up to 20 of us, were just kind of coming and going as we could, and most of us on the week over the weekend. Obviously, with work schedules, a lot of people were off. So uh, we showed up Friday night because obviously Adri worked all week and I I were I got off actually Friday and Saturday just for this. So we show up Friday night and that was the bad weather day. It was fucking a little chilly, not super cold, but then it did start raining in the middle of the night and it rained uh, half the day the next day on Saturday. But <clears throat> you talk about the setup and the breakdown. My our buddy that was running it had plenty of time and I think he said Thursday uh, he had. He climbed. He brought a ladder. He's got a folding ladder that goes in his child abduction van. Uh-huh. Pulls it out, <laughs> unfolds it. It's like a fucking twelve foot ladder. He leans it on three on four trees and ties a tarp up like fifteen feet up in the air over a giant fucking tarp over four trees in a span, making oh, a that's, roof. Uh, that's and he slanted cool. it. He slanted it so the rain would run off on one that side. That is a cool. Fucking smart cat. He's, he does this. That's what he does. So we had that whole area to sit under during the rainy time and aside from that we had a second uh campfire going which we kept going even through the rain because it wasn't raining super hard and uh when it dried up that night on saturday we uh we went out and sat in front of the campfire pretty much over half the day that day yeah and it was bullshitting drinking smoking telling stories nobody brought an acoustic guitar that was the one thing i thought missing dude brought tons of stuff and not even like amenities but just like there was tons of games out there, fucking food everywhere under those tar- under that big tarp area. We had all the food yeah, table and stuff set up. Sh- somebody should have been playing music or something. Or oh, know. we had speaker. We had a speaker set up, and eh. this guy brings he's bringing all these power inverters and shit, so everything we need can be charged. You know what I mean? Like uh, inflators, mo- mobile inflators to blow up the air mattresses in the tent. Our boy Scrotal had a fucking had a city a city block for a fucking tent to sleep in. It had two rooms inside the tent. Oh my goodness! All for himself. I mean, yeah, like I mean, opulent tents. Tents mm. are pretty expensive, aren't they? Yeah. Um. And our actually, our other buddy, shout out. He's a listener. Uh, I'll just say Seaman as he goes by. Uh, Seaman was on the. So I was I was sandwiched by Sean's. I had <laughs> Sean Scrotal <laughs> on one side and 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 Sean Seaman on the other side, and uh, and his tent was cool as fuck too. He had like a two room tent that was just a little smaller than the other Sean's tent. And he got his, he said, on like Black Friday for 140 bucks, and it was fucking two rooms with like a flap of a door. That's like you actually a good push deal. The door open. It's not like zip zip zip. It's just like a flap. It's on a spring spring hinge, and it pushes open and pushes closed, and then See, you zip it. You can usually it's fucking se- badass. You can separate pretty quickly, like who like camps quite often, yeah. and who doesn't oh, like absolutely. barely at all. Absolutely. I, I I can't remember the last time I have. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. I hadn't camped in. I can't remember the last time I camped like in a tent like this. This was the type of tent that is. You know, Adri, Adri said it, you know, on the box it said three man tent. And I'm like, huh, that's a one me tent or a me and her tent because she's way smaller than your average person. And, and I'm b- probably bigger than most people. So, yeah, you are. It was, uh, it was, dude, I'm telling you that uh, sleeping in, oh, okay, when I laid in it from edge to edge, if I laid fully on, luckily I don't sleep like this, like on my back, full, you know, just completely stretched out, not even like trying to stretch, just laying comfortably on my back with my feet out and my head straight up. Yeah. My head, 
touched the top of the tent and like pushed a little blue <laughs> and then my toes pushed out on the other side You're so you could see a head fabric. bubble at the end just i mean not not <laughs> terribly but you could see a little head bulge on one side of the tent and a little toe bulge bulge on the other side of the tent and i was like jesus christ if i was an inch taller i would i couldn't lay from end to end on this would have been great you woke up the next day with your toes <laughs> you stuck out the tent like you ripped through it uh, no no no, 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 no. <laughs> again it wasn't that bad and i don't sleep on my back like that i sleep like on my side kind of <laughs> curled up like fetal position so i had i had room but Adrian i can picture brought the you smallest... getting up to walk away and you had the whole dude, tent with dude, you okay when i got mid-section. up to go out of the tent it was like getting in is kind of easy you know because you see where you're getting into and you know how the tent like slopes a little bitty tent like that it slopes backwards yeah kind of yeah. like an igloo you know what i mean so I unzip the shit, the flap, and I go to get in, and there's no problem. I get right in. You know, I just kind of duck in, and then just kind of fall into it. That's kind of what I have to do, <laughs> fall into it, like, on my knee or on my butt. <laughs> and then I'm in the tent, and then I get on my knees, and I have to, like, move around inside of it on my knees or squatting, like, fucking butthole on the ground squatting. <laughs> like Spider-Man on a uh, building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my big ass doing that around this tent, right? And uh, And so then when I had to get out, though, the next morning... It was fucking, oh, it was, it, it was, dude, I'm, I, okay, so I'm in there, and I put my pants on, and that's a fucking joke, too. I'm, like, laying on my back, putting my pants, laying, laying my legs up in the air to put my pants on, and then I fucking, then I sit there, and I, like, awkwardly fucking crisscross applesauce my feet up to put my shoes on, I put my shoes on, and then I'm, like, okay, how do I fucking get out this bitch, and I unzip it, and I'm, like, Okay, because uh, it's wet too. If it wasn't wet, it wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> oh, okay. But it had been raining all night, so it's fucking like water crazy on the ground. Yeah, right you there. can't just roll out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Otherwise, I would have just dove out like I dove in. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. Like I you're got getting into second and, base, <laughs> and the bottom of my shoes are wet from the night before. You know what I mean? And I, it was raining, so I had to put my shoes in the tent. You know what I mean? So my shoes are wet in the tent, so I have to pull back all the blankets so I can squat. Like, I mean, John, like the lowest squat, like, like, I mean, I'm I a, wish people could see yeah, like, like what this, you're doing. Right. And I'm squatting like this, like as if I was shitting in the woods, right? Like my balls are just, well, they're not out, but if my balls were out, they would have been out. Yeah. And I'm just like <laughs> yeah, squatting, yeah. like I'm trying to kiss the ground with my butthole, but my feet are still on the ground and I unzip the tent and I go to like, get out the little fucking hole and I go to get out and I'm, I think I'm clear and I go to stand up and the back of the fucking tent flap is right across my back and it's like, <laughs> And I almost ripped the shit out of the tent, like fat guy in a little oh. coat, but tent edition. And then it was like, Ugh, and it strained. And then it was just, zip, as, as I stood up straight, it zipped right off my back over my butt ass. Oh, my God. So you, And I was just like, oh, fuck this tent. And I didn't go back in it all day until it was time to go to sleep. You had to move around like a crab? Yeah, that, of yeah like crab butthole walk. Yes. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, it was, oh, my God. But it was a great time, even though I had to sleep on the ground in the tent, because uh, we forgot to bring my big queen size air mattress which would have filled up by the way if we use that literally the entire tent was the size of a queen mattress on the flo- foot on the footprint it would have been a, a, so it okay. would have filled it up and i would have been so high off the ground because of how the tent slopes in and i wouldn't have been able to lay down my <laughs> head would have stuck out too far my feet would have stuck out too far yeah so and it, the roof it, it is like out. right there then the roof would have been right there yeah <laughs> like it, my morning wood would have been pitching tent <laughs> literally yeah. uh but yeah so and it was a great time and we hung out around the campfire and um allegedly some people 
You might have been hallucinating. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do want to. It's just uh, a rumor that I, was going around the campfire. I want to camp sooner rather than later. It's been a while, and I, I don't know if um, my girlfriend would or not. That would be interesting. But I, like, it was fun. I, if you go for a couple days, you know, you just you go out there. You we spent we spent two nights. We got there late Friday. We got there, drank a few beers, hung out with a handful of people that were awake. Went to sleep. That's when it started raining. Uh, got up the next day. You know, and just troopered like, it out through the storm and then hung out all day, all the rest of the night in front of that campfire. And that dude, that was, I haven't laughed that fucking hard and that long in a long time. Yeah. Did you Hours. like, did you hike at all or like walk around the woods or um, anything like they that? They hiked the, the, the day we were there Saturday morning after the, right after the rain stopped, they went hiking, but it was super fucking wet. And all I had was like tennis shoes. And when, they, and I'm glad I didn't because when they got back, these guys were soaked up to their knees. And I was like, did you guys go in the water? And they were like, no, just like tall grass. Man, and it was soaked. Jeez. So, yeah. Um, should we uh, should we do the uh, did you hears before getting to um, our Jack O'Halloran interview? Is that how you want to do? It? And then we'll. Are you want to do digis after? We can just go to. We can throw it a break right now. No, we can do the digis right now. You, you want to? Do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can go back and forth. Let's on do it. them. I got a few. You got a few as well, right? You, yeah, and you have pizzas pick, right? Yeah, I have a pizzas pick as well. We'll do if that. If we don't have time, we can do that in the last segment. No, we'll, yeah, we'll do that after. After after old Jackie. Yeah. This is our first one of this year, too. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I think it's a great one, too. I'm, I'm, I am excited I for it. I hope it's cool. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully he does. Hopefully translate. Let's, um, okay, so let's get into the uh, did you hears. Did you hear that? Critical maps, we give it our role. We love if you give us a little back. We can't be too mad at you for clicking on that. Yo, did you hear? Horror show all up in your ear. Yo, did you hear? Okay, did you, did you, did you, did you, did you hear? Did you hear? All up in your ear? Yeah, Um. we, I have only two, I mean this is going to be a sp- I got a couple too, and we only got a couple minutes before we got to get on the phone so Yeah, you see? This is going to be a, hey, here we go, throwback word, truncated edition of Did You Hear? <laughs> yeah, the, the Digis Episode two, Did You Hear Boogaloo? Yeah, yeah Sorry. Anyway. Um. <laughs> okay, so we, obviously the first one, we just like to get it out there before you start Yeah Um. The Super Bowl just passed so obviously we all know that this. Yeah, Bowl is that's going kind on. of an unwritten. Did you hear? Uh, yeah, plenty to talk about there too. Actually, maybe we'll talk about that when we come back because there's a lot to talk about with the not just in general, not yeah. even the sportsing part of it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not well, even the sportsing part of it. Yeah, because well, because the result was kind of more or less. It was whatever. It was a good game. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, we'll talk more about this after. But the Super Bowl. Did you hear the Super Bowl? Stick around. We're yeah. gonna get to that after we talk to old old Wacko Jack. Yeah, that just happened. But um, okay. So you, um, what's yeah, your first one? I got a couple. Um, well, and we'll get this boring slow one right out of the way right now. Uh, again, it's not something I normally would we would normally report on. John likes to give this disclaimer all the time. We don't get political on the show. But this is news, and it is facts. Uh, the uh, the caucuses are kicking off. With, mm. Are you aware of what the caucuses are? 
a I, little bit. I looked bit. it up because I know the name, right? I've heard of it forever. The Iowa caucus. That's the first one. Comes out every election, every four years on election year. It happens this time of year, like February, March. And it's where they winnow down the pool of, in this, this year, it's Democrats, the whoever's running against the incumbent president. And uh, they, that's where they winnow down the field and get your, you know, your final whatever, six, four, three, whatever it's going to wind up being, down to two, and then down to, and eventually the, come the primary later in the year. Yeah. Primary is where you come up with your one candidate to run against Donald Trump. It's like the championship of, uh, yeah, running. Yeah, for absolutely. A it's the playoffs. It's yeah. round one of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It's a good way to put it. I didn't <laughs> think about it like that, but I holy suck. shit, this is round one of politics playoffs. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it starts in Iowa and then it moves into, uh, New Hampshire soon. Um, fuck, it's, it's a, oh, Ohio, I think is a big one. All these states that are big with their voting powers because of their electoral college bullshit. I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. It's boring. It's broken. But, uh, but yeah. But in the caucus is weird. I just did want to talk about this a little bit because I did some reading and figuring the, figuring out uh, what the caucus is. Like, for one, what caucus means. Long story short, I looked it up. It pretty much means meet, meeting, essentially, which is what they're doing. So in Iowa, they go to all these government buildings, schools, churches, same places they would set up voting booths, right? Okay, Gover- government yeah. buildings and organizations, post offices, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it, it's like a vote, but they call it a caucus. And I don't know who is picked for this. I don't know how you're picked for this. I don't know if it's a random sampling of people from di- every county you know what i mean like maybe kind of like jury duty you're you're a citizen of this county so you get seminole county or orange county or whatever calls you and you get to go and participate i mean I, I, I believe that i mean because it's kind of it's kind of let's i feel like how they kind of do the electoral college so that's i mean i feel like it's like representative yeah well the electoral state. college just is based off population yeah, yeah exactly yeah it pretty much it comes down to population so and then whoever yeah okay it's so. just randomness yeah so uh, so they go, the caucus members, whoever it's chosen, gets to go and uh, and essentially vote for their candidate. And then uh, they, I don't even think there's like a quota or a minimum, but they look across the board and say it's like me versus John versus Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, okay? He'll still and be alive. There's, and there's a lot more of them in this race, and there usually is more than three. But say there's three right now. And they pick me, John Hannon, and, and Bernie Sanders, right? And then they start looking at the numbers and say... A thousand people who got the votes, right? Uh, fucking 700 of them voted for Bernie Sanders. 200 of them voted for you. A hundred of them voted for me. They look and they say, oh, look at this giant disparity between the top two and the last one. You don't have enough votes, Coleman. You're out. Bernie's caucus is bigger. Bernie has the biggest caucus. And then my caucus is bigger than Second yours. Second biggest. Mine's smallest caucus. <laughs> so you're done. <laughs> Smally caucus. And then you're out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Cocky smalls. Chop off his caucus. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, uh, I'm kicked out and, you know, and then they, they, again, they winnow it down as they go to New Hampshire. So people will be falling off the campaign trail as they move yeah, forward. Yeah. So when I hear caucus, I'm hearing like, it's the elimination. It's, it's the elimination I, I don't know. of I some also, I feel like it's candidates. a root word for Caucasian. There's caucus mountains in Europe. I don't understand what caucus. Caucus feel, is a weirdly very, very word. Maybe like, like a very, very. Like cactus, but like without the T. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Cacus. Cactus. Caucus. Cacus. Cacus. Cackalacky. <laughs> um, okay. Your turn. Yeah. Um, did you hear that we um, actually, because this dates back to almost a year ago now, a little less than, but um, there was a big story that came out here in Orlando about the Easter bunny around uh, you know, the holidays uh, in April that 
the Easter Bunny broke up a fight and was attacking a man because of uh, they said that he was maybe mistreating a female or something. And we talked about it when it first of came out. Of course we did. It was a huge story. It went worldwide. It went viral yeah. all over. And I think we were even familiar with like the person that the Easter Bunny was attacking. It's a famous homeless man downtown that makes fucking roses out of palm fronds. Yeah, and he just likes I to sell exactly that, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Right there in front of the pizzeria that one time a guy shit on the counter in. Yeah. Another little viral story. And it's, um, it's amazing like how sometimes the narrative um, you know, write themselves or, sync or, up over each other. Yeah, too. yeah. Or how you know how things just come out over time. Intertwine. Um, but the Easter Bunny guy was Antoine McDonald, and he's twenty or twenty-one uh, in his low twenties, and he was arrested in Pasco County um, for an out-of-state warrant that he had. Um, oh, that happened a while ago. Yeah, well, that was that was at, right after the Easter thing. That was right then, after. Like, yeah, j- shortly thereafter, or it might have even been before. No, no, no. There's new news. He's got a new offense. That's old stuff. Well, John's going to sneeze. Hold on. I, I don't know if sneeze. I'm going to sneeze okay, or not. I'm, I'm looking at John, and guys, I wish, okay, he wishes you could see me squat. I wish you could oh, have man, seen the you, face he you just fucked made. fucked me up. Because he was just, just going to sneeze, or he was coming in his pants. The face he made was just, <laughs> I swear to God, and it was dead silent. John comes in silence. You, yeah, yeah. Just know that. Maybe just at the end, you get a little, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was about to, you dick. You were going to sneeze? How did I sneeze. fuck it up? You addressed I said it? it. Yeah. I, I was just, I had to know what you were doing. It was too weird to look at that face. Man. I and thought I, you were like uh, amazed at the fact that I was bringing you the news that, news that the, the Orlando Easter Bunny has new charges. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, last week. I, I knew that that was going to, man, I I know people know <laughs> this feeling of not being able to get rid of your sneeze oh, yeah. when you want the, to. Then it bad. always feels like it's there. It's in Mother, your nose too, right? Like it, your nose is tingling. And it's like st- kind of coming back again. Yep, yeah, that's fine. If it looks like you're coming, I'll assume you're sneezing. This sucks. Um, yeah. So when yeah. John and Sam fuck, she goes, "Did you sneeze that?" <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> After he blows his load, she says, "God bless you." Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> so says, the article I found was yeah from not too long after. Um, yeah, after the whole incident with the Easter Bunny, or, yeah. you know, that he had. So, yeah, he was wanted from, like, 2017 charges. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess that was a little while ago. Yeah, and now it's happening again, January 16th. Yeah. So, he um, wrecked his motorcycle into a carport <laughs> yeah. um, in, in Altamont Springs. Yeah, right and, up the street here. Yeah. And he said that uh, McDonald drove through a stop sign and across someone's yard before hitting the carport. Yeah, like a 1,000 or Bunches of thousands of dollars worth of damage to the car or to the house. Yeah, the carport collapsed onto the vehicle (laughs) parked beneath it. There you go. That's what it was. And the motorcyclist hit a fence and flipped over. My God! And then he ran away, right? He wasn't even caught on scene. Yeah, supposedly he tried like limping and... Yeah, he was limping around. Or like hobbling away from the scene. That's what it was, yeah. And then... uh, and then and I guess he yeah, tells yep. the yep. the cops Bring to, it. to Google him. Yep. Yeah. Don't you know who I am? Google me. I w- I'm the I'm the Orlando <laughs> Orlando Easter Bunny. Google me. Yeah. That was his quote. Yeah. I, I wasn't in any crash. I'm the Orlando Easter Bunny. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> oh well, then by all means, sir. I'm sure you weren't driving a motorcycle. Uh, okay, and, Antoine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> limp away, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not a. That's not going to work. It's ridiculous. That is not going to work. That's so funny. So he's like in and out of trouble, it seems. Constantly. Um, so you you want to go? Yeah, I got one. I got a quick one. Um, this is a really good one. Um, did you hear? And I, separate to what I know what we're going to talk about in the third, third segment, we promised to give you Super Bowl stuff, and we do have a lot to talk about there. But I wanted to kind of do this separately as a did you hear? Did you hear? 
the Super Bowl ads. I know you heard. Oh, yeah. But every year, they're always good. Um, there was a, I don't know. I felt like it was a good crop of them this year, though. I didn't even get to see them because I was stuck at work, and you'll hear about that, I'm sure, when we talk about it. Uh, I mean, people who don't follow football get most excited. Like Their thing is they are excited for the commercials. the only thing you'll ever be watching and, and like in a bar, in your house, doesn't matter where you're at. When the commercials come on, everybody's like, shh, 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 shh. Or yeah. if somebody's like, say the play is boring on TV, the football play, and somebody's in the kitchen getting a refill, and then they're like, oh, the commercials came on, and like fucking... Your buddy runs in from the fucking kitchen to watch the commercials. Nothing else does that happen on. Yeah, and, and and on the Super Bowl, I feel like some of the commercials can go up to like two minutes long. Yeah, it's goddamn hot. Yeah, the the best one I and we uh we actually found I showed I shared it with you. I don't think John watched it yet, but he watched the game, so he probably saw all of them or most of them. Yeah, but uh yeah, I saw a really cool top ten video of they kind of ranked them. And uh, they even gave like honorable mention to ones that weren't uh, that weren't in the top ten. So I got to see a bunch of them. Oh, okay. It's yeah, like a we'll, good ten minute ten minute like clip of ads. It we'll, was really cool. We'll share that in the group page. Yeah, yeah. Some really cool ones. Notably, um, Planters Peanuts changed their mascot. Um, they they had a really cool mascot ad with a bunch of other mascots. It was like yeah, Kool Aid Man and fucking <laughs> Mr. Clean were at the funeral when they killed off Mr. Peanut. Yeah, it, um, it ended with like a hashtag Baby Nut. Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. I was like, gross. And, uh, yeah. Definitely. And um, the, uh, uh, there was had, a bunch of good ones. They had um, Snickers a, had a good one. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston in the Mountain Dew Zero ad doing the Shining. Doing the, yeah, Jack Nicholson from The Shining. And and did you did you notice? And they show it in the video. But uh, did you notice? John's about to sneeze again. No, no, no. Uh, I thought you were. I'm good. Did you notice <laughs> that uh, that uh, during that Mountain Dew ad on the door of the of the bathroom that he was smashing in with the axe? It backwards on the door it had uh spelled out with like somebody's finger paint mountain dew oh really instead of red rum wow yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fucking they, I didn't they notice detailed that. that out bro and cranston killed that and the number one that they ranked and i saw it is a it's a you mentioned long ones this one's probably about a two minute ad the bill murray jeep ad yeah perfectly synced up because the super bowl was on groundhog day this year and it was a groundhog day flashback they even brought in ned ryerson fucking everybody very well a, done that was a very well done ad it made me want that jeep truck thing that they showed that's I, really um, cool yeah and there was there was one uh it wasn't even like you know like um long individually but it had like a narrative to it where it was like charlie day in the beginning of the game got a stain on his shirt and then they were like, well, when should I change my shirt? And they're like, later, we have Tide Pods or something. Oh, really? And then he was like, when? when's later? And then like later in the game, he's like, it is it now? another commercial? Yeah, he's like, yeah. Do, do I change it now? I no, love when they no. do those. It's about to be the halftime. You can't. like. And then like at the end, he's like an old man. What? Uh, yeah. Can they change my shirt now? <laughs> I spilled porridge on it, too. Did you spend like three or four commercials? Doing my nipples a- are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. I liked it. I, That's uh, cool. I didn't see that one mentioned at all or in that... In that video that's really? cool yeah i'll have to look that See, one up but it wasn't like one commercial or the yeah, other that it was made a it series mm, i love that pretty it's a much. serialized commercial i, I did like that's it. cool and uh jason momoa i think I, that was a great one he was like taking off his muscles he's talking about stuff. oh i like to get home and like get comfortable he takes off his shoes then he takes off his arm muscles then he lifts his shirt and takes off his chiseled chest and shit and then he fucking sits on the couch and uh and fucking takes off his wig and he's like bald with the giant long cul-de-sac hair yeah he's like it's the fucking s- disgusting 
disgusting looking dude. <laughs> he's like dude. the saddest looking man. He's so fucking skinny. And here's the thing. Do you remember what any of these commercials companies they were for? Actually, no. Exactly. That one was Rocket Mortgage, oddly enough. Really? Yeah, the Momoa See, one. there's no way of knowing that. It's so, or... I know. Well, because if you think about it, he talks about home. I like to be home where I'm comfortable. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I think like you mentioned it briefly, like about the Snickers commercial. Like I knew it was Snickers. What did you say? Oh, Snickers. Snickers. Candy bar. Say that slower. <laughs> <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> yeah. Actually, don't say it slower. That might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Snickers. Well, I don't know. It's bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta really like. Yes, yeah. Snickers. No, you don't say it that way. <laughs> I almost said it the terrible way. S. No, don't say that. Don't say that. There's anyway. no good way. Uh, yeah, but like I think they had like a Snickers that they were trying to stick into like the earth. Or something. Yeah, they fucked the earth hole with a Snickers dick. They were yeah, feeding they, it. <laughs> that's a giant hole, and they stood around and did like a Live Aid style concert or whatever around the hole while they dropped the biggest Snickers dick. Yeah. In that gaping mall. Some of uh, some of these commercials had just like a lot of celebrities in them. Yeah. Like, in over- absolutely. Oh, did, was there one on the top list that like uh, the avocado with Molly Ringwald? Which, I didn't see that one. There was one there. They were like selling avocado products. Again, I don't remember what it was selling. Of course. Actually. Probably avocados. But they're <laughs> I mean, oh, fucking Chipotle. That's what it was. Avocados from Mexico. Oh, that's my what it God. Was. Are you serious? Yes, it was. How much fucking that avocado money runs deep, bro? I swear. To have a Super Bowl ad? You're going to advertise just avocados for the Super Bowl? What a general thing. <laughs> it's like light. From light bulbs. Yeah. Like, what? That's an ad? Get the fuck out of here. I'm that's weird, you. dude. That's a rough one. Um, so we, yeah, we should call Jack. We have you want to get to Jack? We have you the You don't other, have another, did you? We do have the other ones. We should, Um, we'll like hang that's up cool. with Jack. Ah, you know what? Fuck it, fuck it. Okay, we'll, just knock him no. out the park. Yeah, we're going to finish him. Um, okay. The uh, Did you hear that there is a little bit of a chicken shortage? Um, what? There, it's, a, it's, it's causing a small chicken shortage. Oh, so they still have large chickens? That's what I don't know. <laughs> is it is it a minor oh, chicken shortage? Yeah, so you mean in size, or is not it, in quantity. I think it's ex- like exclusively small chickens. Weird. Or, or it's like a Cornish minor. game hens. You cannot find one of them motherfuckers. Yeah. There is no Cornish <laughs> game hens in the state. We only got the big ass. We ate all them motherfuckers. I, I don't we know. Got turkeys and up, motherfucker. See, this is where sometimes like headlines and articles when they write shit like this, they have to be careful whether they mean small chicken shortage yeah, or right? small chicken shortage right like is it a minor issue or is it a big issue about small chickens absolutely that's weird bro but they're chalking it up like kind of because of the craze of the Popeye's chicken sandwich okay and with the wings because of Super Bowl last year there was a threat to run out of chicken wings and people like what I can't get chicken wings for the Super Bowl I'll kill your mom it was fucking insane well they were saying like I think in 2018 Maybe I think it was or 2017. Uh, KFC was going through like they 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 were having a shortage of chicken That's too. That's weird, dude. There's so many chickens on chicken farms. Have you seen it? There's just fucking. There's so many. They're like everywhere. It smells terrible. Yeah. God, chickens. As far as I can see. I mean, the demand is like at an all time high. I Apparently, feel like. they said um in like at at the end of 2019, Chick Fil A's total sales rose 13 percent and Popeyes um rose 10 percent. So wow. like chicken all, all across the board. I think KFC rose a little bit, but all across the board, chicken is like a chicken demand. Chicken is up. I swear. I went to Publix to get wings for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, yeah, and I couldn't. I had to leave. I I, were, I settled for like the wings in the aisle. Like oh yeah, the big wings because they were out of the little ones. Yeah, no yeah. small chickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think I think it is a small chicken shortage. Okay, that's weird though. Like like okay. maybe if you want like a whole chicken, like you know, kind of. Like a roasted entire yeah, one. Yeah. 
Um, I, I would imagine that as they, opposed to chicken pieces. I don't know. Can't they just know, run right? a knife over a big chicken and it's then a, you have a bunch of pieces? I don't know. It's a slippery slope, but uh, it's a, a chicken wet wet chicken slippery too. Yeah. Bro. And did the egg come first? Yeah. <laughs> Do we know that yet? <laughs> Let's not go there. I don't think so. Well, I'll get to my last one and then we'll uh, throw it a break and we'll call up Jack. Sounds uh, good. I got one last one. Did you hear? Planners Marketing recently set up a crossover promotion with Subway Sandwiches to promote the new mascot debuted at the Super Bowl with the theme sandwich. Okay. Baby nut subs can be purchased at all locations soon. <laughs> all right. That's perfect. And uh, Not recommended for peanut allergies. <laughs> we have um, a, like a little bit that we're going to record to wrap up the show after we get off the phone with Jack. Yep. But um, we're just going to cut to a little jingle, and, uh, and then we'll be... Uh, talking to Jack O'Halloran after that. Elevator music. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Funny to Informing, episode 125. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. Yeah. And uh, now we're going to get to our interview with Jack O'Halloran. Um, he is, you know, he started out boxing. Ooh, well, excuse me. You're just throwing things. I'm, I'm, I'm dropping the phone that we're supposed to call Jack O'Halloran <laughs> with. I hope this works. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had to quickly set up our stuff, and uh, hopefully he picks up here when we give him a call. Um, he started out as a boxer in his younger, you know, in his early 20s. Hey, where at, John? Where did he start? He was born in Philly. Oh, shit. He's a Philly guy. That's how we got him. Yeah, We yeah. just messaged him like, hey, you want with or without whiz? And he was like... <laughs> Just uh, give me a bottle of water, and yeah, I'm over we, here. Uh, we, I'm we, over here. We bonded pretty instantly, uh, but yep. you know, six foot five, and uh, he builds. I saw many several heights, but they're all tall. He's a he's a large man. Yeah, and he's uh, you know uh, supposedly was a phenomenal bos- uh, boxer, uh, <laughs> Bosker, Bosker. He's a hell of a Bosker too, guys. <laughs> it sounds like such an insult. <laughs> and uh, yeah, his first sixteen fights, he was undefeated uh, of his professional career, and he fought George Foreman, and yeah, fought George Foreman, stood n- right in front of that we man. won't tell you if he won or lost we'll get to that in the interview but and, he fought him yeah and he was uh setting up for a fight with muhammad ali for a minute there um you know and then we'll you know try to talk about that too and then after that he transitioned into acting which if nobody knows some of the movies that he's been in he was uh we'll tell you yes yeah, because <laughs> we didn't know superman one and two he was yeah i didn't know one i knew two he had a much bigger role in two yeah Although i don't think he had a line he was um wasn't he a mute 
Yeah, he was. He was yeah. um, acting with uh, Christopher Reeve. Um, you know, is it, it was, Reeve or Reeves? I think just Reeve. I think it's Reeves. It could be. I think it's Reeves. I would be the one to say it wrong. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can't correct it. I'm not going to say that. Help I'm us a, on the Facebook page, guys. I, yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm going right. to look it up before we talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, India. He. Yeah, so he was non in you know in General Zod's army and Superman. And yeah, then, Superman too. Yeah, he played non, which yeah. is funny because it was a non-speaking role. Yeah, which I think and they I had heard... weird names. General Zod was the leader. Yeah, and then he was a henchman named. What is it? Non. Non. I kept. I keep wanting to say Zod, but Zod's the main guy. And then there was a hench woman named Ursa. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. is I'm like, I'm like what? These are all just like weird. Ursa is, at least has two syllables. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. And uh, he was in King Kong. He played Joe Perko in King Kong, the 1976 version. Right. Oh, not with Jack Black. No. With, I thought he was Jack Black. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. we're not talking to Jack Black. It was uh the one with Jeff Bridges. That okay. was uh, uh, still, you know, I mean, I haven't seen that one, but I believe that that's a good one. Jeff Bridges can't, you can't go wrong. Jeff Bridges is good, and I like the movie King Kong. Yeah, so. and uh, he was in Dragnet. Dragnet is a great movie. Have you ever seen it, John? No, I have. Just randomly, that's just a movie I saw somehow in my childhood. It's from 1987. Stars. Uh, this is a, he was in with some some big cahoots in this one. You like that big cahoots? Yeah. Let's, let's scratch that. Edit that out. Let me try this. Some big names in that one, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, t- the likes of Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. And I knew the the source material in '87. It was a remake of a film from. Or I think an old TV show from the 50s or 60s. And my mom watched it growing up. And one of the guys was named, I think, Joe Friday. It was Officer Friday. My name's Officer Friday. I don't take any shit. And I blah, blah, blah. It was very matter of fact. He didn't say shit because he was on television. But mm. yeah, so it was him and his partner. And it was kind of an odd couple thing. Uh, Friday was very buttoned up and professional and clean and straightforward. And his partner was like a fucking Felix Unger type where he was a mess and fucking very unconventional and late. And you know what I mean? Just kind of yeah. a slacker. So it was an odd couple type thing. And uh, it was a funny movie. I really liked it. And it's and I know the part he played. He's the last guy arrested in that movie. Yeah. And he, I mean, he was in like, I mean, it doesn't even stop there with this guy. No, he, was, he, a- he was in Flintstones with John Goodman and Rick Moranis. Was he? And, I didn't uh, even know that. I think Halle Berry and Elizabeth Taylor were yeah, in that yeah, one, yep, too. Yep, absolutely they were. Yeah. I mean, What did he play in that? Do you um, know? He played a Yeti. Okay. The Yeti. <laughs> okay, the Yeti. No, the, see, you got to get it right. Yeah, not a Yeti. Then he's just some fucking animal. No, he's the fucking Yeti, sir. Yeah. He miss Billy. He also wrote a book in 2010, uh, Family he, Legacy. He read a book in 2010? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> one time he read a book, guys. <laughs> fucking wrote. what? We got to talk to him about that. Yeah. What were those words like, sir? He'll knock me the fuck out. <laughs> That's the thing. The dude's 73 years old, and I don't know if he's still 6'5", but he's... 76. He's 76? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm bad at math. Born in 1943. 43. That's what it was. I, I saw 43 and mixed it with the 76 age. And uh, yeah. And uh, he's a fucking, he's still a mountain of a man. Yeah. I feel like he would he would crush our jaws. He has a, uh, yeah, a hell of a, a, you know, I'm sure he has plenty of stories to tell, too. Um, and let's try to give him a call here. Yeah, let's get him, see if we can get him on the line. Let's get him. Mm, it's a high-pitched whine. A little bit of a whistle, right? It's whistling at me. Whistle tubes go whoop whoop. Hello. Hey, uh, Jack. No, this is Jack. Hey, it's uh, it's John and uh, Chris from Funny to Informing, man. How you doing? I'm very well. And yourself? Good, good, good man. Good to hear from you, Jack. That's well, good to hear from you guys. You um, you can hear us, okay? 
Yep. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, perfectly, man. And um, we can't thank you enough for taking some time out to chat with us and, you know, give us, you know, some of the rundown. We were kind of preluding a little bit about you um, before the interview about, like, some of your boxing background and then how you got into acting and, um, you know, with, with, with some of the movies that you've been in. So we really appreciate you uh, taking some time out to talk to us. No problem. Absolutely. Illustrious career, man. I'm a fan. Yeah. So, um, and the first thing I wanted to ask was, because I, I mean, boxing is what came first for you. And um, I wanted to ask primarily, like, when you, like, what age you were when you first started boxing and, like, what was your uh, influence or inspiration into getting into that? Well, first, the first sport that I was in was football. And I played football all the way up till I was 23 years old. And, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles had been purchased by Jerry Wallman, who brought in a new coach, Joe, Joe Q. Herrick, and I watched him trade a championship football team away. It was a year that I was eligible to play, because in those days, you couldn't play pro ball until your class graduated. They didn't have any hardship cases. Uh, okay. So you couldn't come out in your freshman year and play. You had to wait till your class graduated. So a lot of us played in a league that was controlled by the pro teams, so you were considered a professional playing in like a semi-pro league till you were eligible to play. Yeah. And uh, and when, when that happened, and I watched this guy trade a toe, and Ali had just won the title, and I said uh, to some friends of mine, I can beat that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you almost got your chance. They decided to put me into a gymnasium and... Uh, but, you know, when I played ball, I weighed 280, and I ran a 4.640. Jeez. Now, Good what, Lord. What position uh, did you play? Defensive end. That sounds like the, the body type for, for one. It sounds like sounds like you were probably one of the fastest ones on the field. So I had a lot of mobility, and, you know, it's, uh, when, when I went in the gym, I came all the way down to, like, 230 pounds. So, was, you know, so I moved around pretty good. Wow. And, and, and it worked out pretty well. And then I, uh, after I had 16, 17 fights, they did a physical on me one time and uh, found that I had a, a tumor of the pituitary, which is a disease called acromeglia. And uh, they said, you shouldn't be boxing at all. How, how can you box? Oh, my so gosh. I, just laughed. I laughed at them and I said, yeah, right. I kept going. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, you mentioned your first 16 or 17 fights. You were, like, undefeated, um, you know, yeah. com coming out of the gate, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. Cause that yeah, I, fought, I fought some pretty good fighters. And, and you know, then I, uh, I, and I, I got a little bit angry about the, 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 the tumor factor and stuff. And, and I had another world that I was involved with because of my father's world and the uh, you're Boxing was like a day job, kept you away from the law and stuff. So, oh, okay, was, it was it was your legitimate, so to speak. Yeah, it's a legitimate job, and you know, in the nighttime we were involved with the unions and this and that. I I heard that you might uh you might know a couple things about maybe some real deal talk behind uh like this, they've come out with this Irishman movie now, which goes oh, into it's in, yeah. That, I hear that, that know, yeah, you might you they, might they, differ they, with they, some of that. They, they take advantage. They took advantage of of unknown, unanswered questions, you know? Okay, uh, yeah. Questions that everybody's been asked about, asking, 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 and and they took advantage of it, and they put their own answers in. And Frank Shearer and I knew very well. He was from Philadelphia. And Russell Buffalino I knew very well. 
and Billy Buffalino, his brother, was Hoffa's lawyer. And um, Frank was a driver. And, you know, uh, they um, he never killed Jimmy Hoffa. He never killed Joe Gallo, uh, who was uh, killed up in New York. Uh, he did whack a few people. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> but he drove the truck when they took Hoffa to where they were going to take him. He was the driver. But he never killed Hoffa. Wow. Okay, so he did have some knowledge, but he he wasn't the trigger man. He wasn't the killer, no. Now, because I, I know you did a book in, like, 2010 called, like, Family Legacy. Um, yeah, we're just getting ready to make a film out of it, actually. Oh, no oh, shit. Wow, okay. Well, I, and the series is going to be even better, because we're, there's three more books I'm writing, and, and, uh, and I hooked up with uh, Charlie Luciano's son, who's a good friend, who lives in Long Island, and... Uh, so we're going to put a lot of stuff and tell the tell a lot of truth that, of things that really really happened. Oh, okay. And everybody's been looking for the someone to come out and tell the truth about it. So, you know, I figured that um, you know people have been persecuted and put in jail and everything over the years. Yeah. We might as well tell the truth about what really went on. And you know, in the very beginning, when you go back to like 1900, you had the government, industry, unions. And organized crime were all partners. They all helped each other. And, you know, the, a lot of the illicit monies that were made by organized crime, they put back into the growth of a country. Yeah. They created a lot of jobs. They created, they owned the unions. They, My father ran the whole waterfront uh, and a few other things. But yep. they, they created a lot of jobs. They invested in insurance companies. They invested in Sears and Roebucks. They invested in... Yeah, you know, Westinghouse, General Electric, they, they, they were there for the growth of a country. Yeah. And, and you have to understand that their initial input into this country, they made their money from gambling, loan sharking, and extortion. And if you didn't have money, how could you pay them? Yeah, and they're so all, they they're all sure scratching, they're all scratching each other's sure, backs. Well, they made sure you went to work. And, and if you see, you guys are young, but, uh, in the old days, in the 50s and 40s and 30s, and 50s, I, lived, I was raised up in Philadelphia in a, in a local neighborhood, and we never locked our front doors. What uh, what part of Philly are you from? Because my co-host John is from Philadelphia as well. You guys have that connection. Southwest Philadelphia. I, lived at, I was born at uh, University Hospital and lived at 53rd and Florence. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in the northeast. In southwest Philly. Yeah, yeah. You, that's were up in the, you were up in the wealthier area, in the northeast. Well, John was rich. No. I knew it. John was rich. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, because that's the one thing that me and you have in common was uh, is being where from Philly. Where in the northeast were you? Uh, like Wissanoming, Mayfair area. Where did you go? Bishop Egan? Um, no, I ended up going to... I was going to go to Central for high school before I moved uh, out of there, but I ended up going... Okay. I ended up going to um, uh, Lawton Elementary, if okay. you've ever heard. Lawton Elementary. I like that you you, you claim your elementary, John. <laughs> Do you remember my elementary yeah. school? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but that. But when but, I was a kid, I went to a school, most blessed sacrament, and it was the biggest parish in Philadelphia at the time. And now the church isn't even there anymore. Uh, and I went to West Catholic High School for boys, and until nineteen in the late fifties. They built the Walt Whitman Bridge, and everybody ran over to New Jersey. So oh, yeah. We, we, we built a home in Belmar, and, uh, and I graduated from Triton Regional in Runnymede. 
I um and and I know because when you were talking about your dad, um, you know, and your 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 family uh, history and everything like that, it, it it kind of still kind of confuses me how you got into boxing with with all of that going on. Like, what um, well, steered you in that direction? Yeah, yeah, my father was. I was a I was a wartime love affair. You know, um, my father was lived up in Fort Lee. My mother was in Philadelphia. And in 1942, when they were looking for Albert everywhere, he was in the Army in Indian Gap, Pennsylvania, teaching soldiers how to be longshoremen. But he never spent a night in a, in a camp. He was down in Philadelphia every night. So I was, a, I, I was the remnant for that. And he left me in Philadelphia to be raised with my mother. But I had somebody looking after me all the time, you know. And I never met him until right before he died in 1957. Oh, and he was um, like, uh, or you were just like fighting um, a little bit when you were like younger before getting into it professionally. I never, I you know, when I was a kid, we all did pal circuit, you know, like pal boxing and stuff, and, and I was just a tough kid in the street, and I learned how to fight. Uh, I basically, you know, I had a had a step grandfather who was very clever hand with his hands of fighting, and he uh. taught me a lot of things and. Did you? And I, and I learned in the street. You know, I was I was a, a lot of a lot of street fights when I was a kid. <laughs> did you did, did you ever end up fighting anybody bigger than you? When I was a kid, I mean, well, uh, mainly professionally. Yeah, even in your professional career. Not no. I was six six and weighed two hundred and thirty pounds, and there weren't too many. I fought three guys: Roby Harris. Uh, I think I fought three or four guys that might have been heavier. I don't wow. think anybody ever taller though. Yeah, no. no. I mean, because I was there was like a tape of your fight with George Foreman, and I mean, when I was watching the footage of that, you looked real comfortable in there. Like you weren't, um, like you. Oh, I actually was beating him in the first couple rounds. I walked into a punch. That was my own fault. I, I only trained a couple weeks. And again, see, I was a victim of my own circumstances. I already uh, the disease of acromegaly had caused great depression and. Uh, so I only trained a couple of weeks for that fight. They, you know, they they called me up and said, uh, "My man, I said, "Yeah," because nobody would fight me. I I, I fought a guy named oh, Manuel Ramos in L.A. and knocked him out in the seventh round, and he was ranked number two in the world. And I thought I was going to be fighting Ali, and no one would fight me after that until I fought Foreman. Wow! And, uh, and that was the following year. So. When I fought Foreman, um, it was in the garden, and he would never fight me again. <laughs> really? He, even though, yeah, he, even though he beat you, he wouldn't fight you again. He didn't want to lose that well, title. He listed, and what, George and I are good friends. And he listed the top ten guys of punchers against him. And I think I was number four. Wow! Wow! That guy's so been he, uh, punched a lot. That's that's a high ranking by a guy taking as many blows as he has. Yeah, and George is George is a George was a George George could fight, you know, but. When he fought Ali, I told Ali how to beat him. Oh, and yeah. he and that's when he did the rope a dope. Oh wow! And George George was throwing. George punched himself out. He was strong because Ali was laying on the ropes and absorbing everything and moving side to side. And every time George would and when you miss when you throw a punch like Foreman did as much and you used all the, your whole body throwing it. You know, when you miss a guy, it took twice the energy out of you because you had to very fast come back and reset yourself and everything. Yeah. And Ali kept whispering in his ear, you hit like my old lady. 
<laughs> oh wow! And that's kept awesome. him off, and he kept getting wilder and wilder and wilder. And the punch that Ali knocked him out with in the seventh round—if he'd have hit him with that in the second round, it wouldn't have hardly phased him. Right, because he punched himself out. Yeah. He broke all his stamina. Yeah, he just—he was—he was—he was gone. And he, you know, George, when he got knocked out by Ali, you know, he was just Ali hit him. And Ali could punch you. You're talking about a guy, you know, they always talk about the list of fighting all. But Ali was 220 pounds, man. He could punch. Right. Oh, and yeah. Was, and he was very quick. He was fast and he was precise. That's so right. he punched you with his body. He didn't just arm punch people. That is so crazy. He put so his whole crazy. arm body into it. I, I, I mean, because I, I would be peeing like at, at the thought of having to fight any of these people, and it doesn't seem like that you're intimidated by a single one of them. Like, you would have taken on anybody at the time. Yeah, you came into it wanting to I, beat Ali. Ali and I were signed, well, I'll tell you a funny story. I, when I was in San Diego, when I came out to San Diego, I, they called me up. I was living in New Jersey, and, and I had uh, several indictments for union problems against me. And uh, and they called me on the phone. They said, "You want to fight Ken Norton?" And I said, "When?" And they said, "Next week." I said, "Send me a ticket." And I said, "You <laughs> take the fight because they had somebody fell out that was supposed to fight him, and it fell out." So he said, "The guy said you take you'll take the fight." I said, "Send me a ticket." Yeah, because I, I know Ken, Ken Norton was a champion. Was he champion at the time or not? Or no, he no. was uh, right before he was he was he was on the verge of. Ah, okay. So I went out to San Diego and I beat him bad, man. And they they took a actually I could have sat on a stool in the ninth round. We were standing toe to toe, and they rang the bell three times before anybody heard it. People were screaming that loud. Wow! So when they separated us, and I was going back to my corner, he ran across the ring and hit me behind the head, and drove me into the ring post. And the the, the commissioner Joey Almas jumped up in my corner and he said, "If you can't continue, you just won the fight on a foul." And I was I was angry. I said, "Foul my ass! I'll kill this." <laughs> but I should have sat right there and just kept my mouth shut because I'm fighting in his hometown and they're building him up for the title. And he was owned by two very wealthy guys, and you know it was, it was his his home. So we, I went out in the tenth round like a fool, and but I and, and they they gave him a decision, and you know, and but I won the town. So I stayed there, and I knocked out a half dozen guys, <laughs> and I fought Henry Clark for the state title. No one would fight Henry, so I fought Henry Clark for the for the, the state title. And this is California, I, won, I was knocking out these guys. I was fighting this one guy, and I got a phone call from Ali with a friend of mine, Gene Kilroy, who was the a guy that was around him all the time. And they called me on the phone, and he says, Ali wants to ask a favor of you. And I said, I'll give him a favor. Tell him to sign a contract to fight. <laughs> and he said, you're fighting my brother Rockman, and you have to do me a favor and get him out of boxing because he's an embarrassment. Wow. And I said, Rockman Ali is your brother? He said, yeah. So I sat back with the gym for a couple of days, and I knocked him out in the ninth round. And I heard him, but he never fought again. Wow. So and you, you Ali doing... and I made a deal. and We had a deal all put together with uh, the guy that owned the sports arena in San Diego. And Ali was going to get 40% of the deal. And it was uh, it was a good deal. We, we sent contracts, like telegrams back and forth to each other. But Norton was owned by a guy named Bob Byron, who owned half of La Jolla, and a guy named Mark Rifkin, who owned Coca-Cola and a lot of other things. Huh, okay. Very wealthy guys. And 
Sounds Three like million it. dollars went in the suitcase and went to Chicago to Herbert Muhammad and Ali Fort Norton. Wow. And uh, and he called me on the phone. He said, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I, I, I don't have any control over this. It's just blah, 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 blah. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and and and, uh, and being from Philadelphia, did uh, this is what I've heard. I don't know if if you inspired like one of the characters on Rocky, like the Russian or Rocky. That was my life. Yeah, I did. I did a picture called Farewell, My Lovely. It was the first movie I did. Yeah, and there was a guy in the picture named Joe Spinelli, and he brought out to Hollywood with him from New York. Stallone and uh, Jimmy Archer's brother. There are several actors that did big parts in the movie. Stallone played a big part in the, in Farewell, My Lovely. Yeah. And he picked my brain every day because he'd never been to Philadelphia. And he was writing the Rocky script, and I was a gangster fighter. And I told him about the waterfront. I told him about, you know, about the, my involvement with Hoffa and... And uh, and I told him, you know, a lot of th- about the gym we worked out in, and you know the and, and when you see him in the morning cracking eggs and putting it in the deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that every day. He oh, got that for buddy. me. Oh man, I almost <laughs> I respect you more that for that than day. anything. That's I crazy. That. How many eggs do you drink raw a day, Jack? I used to drink six. Now I drink probably two to four. Jeez, Louise. But <laughs> well, I used to put the shells and everything in it and put it in the blender. And just because the vitamins are in the shells, man. The shells have all calcium and stuff. Wow. I had so no idea. I used, do, I used to do that every day. And, you know, and, and I explained that to him. And I said, when I seen him put it in the movie, I laughed my ass. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're that SOB he, that has nails for breakfast. But he did, uh, you know, he, and he went to work for a guy on a waterfront and all that. He'd never been to Philly before. He didn't know what Philadelphia was about. I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought I would have assumed so, that he would have known. Yeah. You know, no, he never, he was never even there. So he, and, and Sly was, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was never raised poor. He went to school in Switzerland. His mother, his mother was married to a wise guy from Florida. And, um, and his, you know, he's a good kid. He's all right. He's just, you know. Yeah. So Chuck Webner, <laughs> Chuck Webner sued him. I think Chuck Webner got money for him because he said it was his life. And Chuck Webner lived up in North Jersey. <laughs> Chuck was the bleeder. Chuck was the bleeder. Chuck was that part was Chuck Webner was the bleeder. He took a lot of beatings. Oh, that's funny. You know? and, and he sued him. So, Golly, I am. Um, yeah, and he sued him. And, he, and he, in fact, when they did Webner's life story, they put in there that he influenced uh, Stallone for the Rocky movie, but that's not true. Wow, and I uh, and I was going to ask you about like how you train for fights and stuff like that, but you kind of explained it like kind of with that answer of you know cracking eggs and you know throwing the shells when I, in there. When I, when I was when I trained, I, you know, I, I always stayed in pretty good shape because I was always for the street. I stayed in shape, and I and I ran every day, and and I I used to skip an hour of rope a day, and I would be on the speed bag for an hour, you know, and, and I did things that old timers taught me. I was taught by some very, very serious, uh, there was a guy called Gene Johnson who was, uh, Sam Margolis, Sam Margolis was my management, Sam was a wise guy, he was the head of the Jew mob in Philly, him and Blinky Plerma, who was the heavyweight in the Italian mob in Philly, and they had Liston and they had like, we had a lot of fighters, and uh, they had my management, and, and there was a guy that, Sam owned a restaurant at uh, 36 and, and 
30, 30, 39th and Chestnut. And this old cook that worked for him, Gene Johnson, was an old fighter who had 320 fights. Oh, my gosh. And, and he, he was around Sam Langford, and he, he knew all. And this guy could fight. I mean, they were, these old guys were, they called them boxcar fighters. They used to, they used to go from town to town on a boxcar, you know, and they'd get a bowl of oatmeal and a couple of dollars, and they would fight. Every other every Jeez. other day. Wow, oh, man, that's crazy. So this guy, so he taught me really how to fight. I mean, he, this guy knew what he was talking about. That's that is and, so cool. Yeah, it sounds like he had plenty he of experience me, with the boxing. He gave me all the he gave me all the knowledge, but I had some knowledge, and I just applied what he had, and, and I had the balls to do it. You know, it's uh, and I had a great left hand, and you know, I had I had a lot of natural tools. Yeah, so I, uh, but I was like I said, my own worst enemy, and, and I, and I would take fights on a week notice all the time. I, I, if I was doing some union business in 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 uh, Illinois or Indiana or somewhere, I'd take a fight out there so it would cover it up. You know what I mean? Jeez, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're really grinding, and I mean, was that? I mean, compared to acting, did you want? Did you prefer boxing or acting? Like, which well, one? acting. Here's the funny part. You know, it, it, I was up in. I started boxing in Philadelphia, and I had my first several fights were down in Philly, and then I got into a a bad rhubarb in the street, and they had to get me out of town, so they sent me to Boston, <laughs> and they uh, uh, and I wound up boxing a lot in Boston. And um, Tom, Steve McQueen was doing the Thomas Crown Affair in Boston, and when he came into town, we took care of him and watched over him, and he and I became very good friends and. Uh, and he said, you know, come down on the set. I'm going to put you in the movie and get your, your side card and come to Hollywood, man. We'll have a ball. He was a good kid, Steve. I liked him a lot. And I said, no, I don't think so. It's not, I'm undefeated as a heavyweight and, and I've got street obligations here with people and stuff. And Yeah, um, your first instinct's um, not to get on the big screen after that. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, I don't think I'm ready for this stuff. So he said, he said oh, no, man, you'll be great. We'll have a good time. So I, I said, no. And then I, when I knocked out Manuel Ramos in 1968, they, they offered me The Great White Hope, which was the biggest movie in Hollywood at the time with James Earl Jones. It was a Jack Johnson story. It was a boxing movie. Okay. Did you, they, did you turn that they down? Wanted to, they wanted me to play Jess Willard, and, and a friend of mine from Rhode Island, Raymond Patriarca, who was a serious Don, he arranged it that I would do the movie. And oh, I, I, they flew me out from New Jersey and and they were expecting me just to walk in and sign the contract. Eddie Foy the third from Fox had put the deal together, and and the guy said to me, "Well, you, you know, you're going to go to Spain for six months." And I said, "Whoa, wait a minute! <laughs> I just knocked out the number two heavyweight in the world. I'm looking to fight Muhammad Ali for the title, and you want me to go to Spain no. and give up boxing?" Yeah. I said, "I don't think so." <laughs> yeah, no. This was and right after said, the Ken well, Norton. I said, we're going to pay you fifteen hundred a week, and I said fifteen hundred a week. I give that away in tips. <laughs> you know, we didn't pay me nothing. So, and I turned him down. And, and and when I was walking out of the studio, I met James Earl Jones. And he, he said, you just turned down the biggest movie in Hollywood. And I said, yeah. He said, I got to shake your hand. I never knew anybody did that before. <laughs> and, that, and, and we became friends. And McQueen like called me. And he said, are you crazy? Side? You know, so I said, I went on. And, and when I retired... They came to me to do a picture, uh, Farewell My Lovely, with Robert Mitchum. And, okay, your uh, first was, film. I looked around and I said, uh, you know, maybe it's time. So 
I went up to New York and I met the director and stuff. And then they brought me out to Hollywood and I did a screening test. And Mitchum said it's either him or I don't do the movie. And so I blame it all on Robert Mitchum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am um, because I know you were you were talking about like turning down that that boxing film. Um, but I, I did I hear that you had turned down a role in James Bond's as well. That was after I did I did Farewell My Lovely and I was they signed me to do a picture March or Die with uh, Hackman and Captain Deneuve and all and Cubby Broccoli and his son came to 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 see me in LA and they you know, they were in my agent's office and uh, I was around the corner with Mitchum having lunch and he, he said, do you want to do that picture? I said, I don't really like the script. I said, I don't. He said, then hell with it. Don't do it. Let's, we'll sit here for a while. And he said, and go around and just tell them thanks, but no thanks. So I went back around to my agents and I, you know, I, I said, I've been doing it. I'm already signed to do a picture of March or Die, which I could have got out of. Uh, but I'm glad I didn't because Superman came right after March or Die. Yeah, and um, and that was a huge well, it was role. Much better, much better deal. Yeah, and yeah, what, and what, absolutely. And when in Superman, you played the character Nan, who was on General Zod's, you know, kind of yeah. part of his crew, henchman. Yeah, I one guess. of his henchmen. Yeah. Um, what I heard it was your idea to have him not say a word or well, like to they, be relatable. They, 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 when we went up to London to talk to Donner Hackman, we were doing March or Die, and they flew us up to see Donner, and we. Uh, Donna was explaining the character that they that the nine was a great scientist and that they lobotomized him and um and he and he, you know do do you mind doing a character that doesn't speak and I said not at all I said you know I I embraced that I said because Jackie Gleason was a friend of mine and he did a picture called Gigo he won an Oscar for playing a deaf dumb mute I said and if I ever got a chance to play a role where you use facial and body expression, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to do it. I said, and non is a perfect role because you have General Zod, which is Terrence Stamp, who's a vicious general. And yeah. you had Sarah, Sarah who played Ursa, who's a man-eater. So somebody had to relate to the kids. It was a big child audience for that picture. So I played this big, brutish guy like a child, learning how to walk and talk and use his eyes, you know, no, yeah, and it worked. It worked very well. You know, a lot of people had come up to me. And, oh my God, you scared the shit out of me! But I loved your character. <laughs> you know? Well, that's cool because yeah, I related like a child. You know, it, it, it really worked out pretty well. Absolutely, and it had to be more challenging with no lines. Just having to emote everything, and you like as you said, use your body and your face. Yeah, I liked it. I to me it was to me it was a cakewalk. You know, I, oh, I enjoyed cool. it. You know, it was just something. Gleason and I talked about it. So, and, uh, and I talked to Mitchum about it, and you know, so I had no problem with it at all. So you you said you were working on the film with uh, with Hackman at the time, and he took you to meet with Donner to talk about this. Was that your end? Was that kind of where you got put on the uh, on the on no, the Superman? We were, we, he and I were doing a picture down in in, in Spain, and uh, they came to me. They asked me if I would go up and sit down with Donner because Farewell My Lovely was a very good movie. Wow, and I mean, is acting like compared King to King Bo- Kong was a good movie, huh? King, yeah, yeah, King, King Kong, Kong was great, man. The, uh, With Jeff Daniels, no, the did, great I Jeff Daniels. I did Farewell, then I did King Kong, and and then I did March or Die, and and you know, like when you work a long time, like you know, we did King Kong, we worked nine months on on that picture, and then the March or Die picture was like five months. In fact, I 
I finished my last shooting on March or Die on the uh, like the 12th of, of March and the 28th of March I was in London getting ready for Superman. Wow. I mean, compared, and compared, that's a quick turnaround. Is it like, um, is there any like real challenges for you, like with acting? Like, is, or is there like a, a part that's, that's difficult for you? Or is no, it- I, I, you know, I had a great teacher, Robert Mitchum, and, and, uh, and he taught me a lot, boy. And, and, and I, uh, and I find it very easy to do. Uh, acting for me became very, very easy with it, with the right direction. And, you know, Mitchum gave me that. And, uh, so I, I have no problem, and, and my timing comes from sports, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, right. So exactly. all co, all co, you know, all coming together, you know, and it's uh, it, it worked out pretty well. No, I don't. There's not. I mean, I've done a lot of different roles. Oh yeah, you have films I've done, and you know, it's like when I did uh, Hero and the Terror, and they wanted me to play the Terror, and 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 they let me play it my way, you know. If you wanted this awesome vicious guy and, and and i remember i was doing i was doing a scene and uh um my wife at the time was on the set watching watching me work and and, and i went up a ramp and i turned around and i came down as this character and it scared the shit out of her she said i don't know if i can sleep with you <laughs> how do you how do you transform into that like that? You know, and, uh, to me, it's just a natural thing. I never really, you know, once they put a character in my head, I just did it like it's me. Yeah, you just do it. Me. Yeah, just turn it on yeah. and off. That's crazy. What's uh, what's what I did when I did farewell, my lovely. I had friends of mine from Boston and New York call me on the phone and say, "My God, they paid you to do that movie." That was just you. <laughs> what's Sorry, uh, like? What's your most memorable like moment, um, like from behind the scenes or like you know from any of these movies that you've been in, dra- like Dragnet, King Kong, The Flintstones, Superman One and Two. Uh, I, I tell you, I've, I've worked. I've been very fortunate. I worked with a lot of great actors. You know, uh, with <laughs> Mitchum and uh, Gene Hackman and uh, uh, Max Van C- or Max Van Cedal and. Uh, 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 oh yeah, the list. I mean, Christopher Reeves and I Tom mean, Hanks. Christopher, well, Christopher was a baby, and there's a Tom Hanks. That was his breakout picture. Danny Aykroyd. Uh, yeah, I, I heard. I heard you and Christopher. A picture called the Baltimore Bullet with Jimmy Coburn and Omar Sharif. Omar was brilliant. I had a lot of fun with Omar Sharif and Brando. I mean, you worked <laughs> with Marlon Brando, and Brando oh yeah, was, yeah, Brando's that's a pretty much Brando, top of the echelon. Brando couldn't wait. <laughs> Brando, I heard Brando was coming to the set, and so we went down to see him. Mitchum said, "Make sure you get down and say hello to him." So I went down to see him. He was surrounded by press people and stuff, and he saw me and he just pushed everybody aside. He came running over me. Oh, he said, "My God, I've been done because he knew my father." Oh, okay, that's like the ultimate said, compliment too. Yeah, he said, "Oh my God, I've been dying to meet you," but we became good friends. Marlon was a. Well, and, and he's a brilliant actor. I mean, God, you know, when he walked on a set, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, and you know, I mean, when he opens right. up his mouth, people listen too. Yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, he taught me a lot of stuff, and Mitchum taught me a lot. But one of the key things, like they taught me, was when you come on a set, you say good morning to everybody, and when you're leaving, you say good night to everybody because that's like a family. You know. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah, I hear that comparison a lot. If you don't respect everybody then you know you know the guy sitting up in the rafters there that's lighting you if he doesn't light you properly it could take 10 takes to get it right you know i am um, make you look correctly 
Yeah, I, I heard you had like a weird altercation with Christopher Reeves. I think it was like during Superman <laughs> two. You know, people blow this thing up so much. It's funny. You you know, you work with people for a period of time, and if you don't have an argument with somebody in, in three years, there's something wrong. Somewhere. Agreed. There's always going to be and tension, especially on a work site. Christopher was uh, was a young kid. You know, that, that was his first major role in a film, and and he was a young kid. It wasn't for Donner. Donner got to perform. There will never be another Superman like Christopher Reed. He did Superman and, and Clark Kent to the T. I you haven't seen one find, yet. Yeah. Nobody's compared. You'll find anybody that will do it as well. And that's because of Richard Donner. Richard Donner brought that performance out of him and, and took him down the street. So he, but there was a restaurant in London called San Lorenzo, which is an Italian restaurant and dear friends of mine. And I talked to everybody in the garden. They used to go eat there because the food was great. And it was a paparazzi place, you know. Princess Di used to eat there. And so all these guys are from the film were going in. It was good for my friend's business. A lot of, you know, notoriety and stuff. And Christopher was in there with a table full of people one night. And he's talking about me and my street annex and my father and <laughs> a bunch of stuff about the mafia. And the guy that owned the place called me on the phone. He said, Jack, he said, how well do you know this Christopher Reed kid? And I said, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, he's in here talking about a lot of things I don't think he should be talking about. Oh, boy. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh-oh. So the next day, I, 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 when I went to work, I took him in a room, and we had a little conversation. And I said, you know, Christopher, how well do you know me? He said, well, I know, you know, we work together. I said, yeah, it's great. But, you know, he said, and I hear a lot of stories about you. I said, what gives you the right to go into a restaurant and, and talk about things you don't have no idea what you're talking about? Oh, you know, he said, you're, you're, everybody knows knows who you are. And I said, yeah, well, next time you mention my name, say Mr. in front of me. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah. And it's none of his don't business. Never, yeah. Don't ever talk about my family again. That's... So then we go out into the hall, and all these people are there, and he thinks he's Superman. He started out, you can't talk to me that way. You got to jump Oh, he's geez. trying to, like, yeah. I'm sure in the room he was intimidated and, and cowering, and outside he, yeah. he is a, oh, his yeah, ego he he took over. Superman. Absolutely. He he <laughs> so I put him against the wall, and I'm getting ready to hit him, man. And Donner jumped up in my ear, and he said, Jack, not in the face. Don't hit him in the face. <laughs> so I started laughing, and I dropped him on the floor. I said, boy, you don't know how lucky you are, kid. Yeah. And I walked away. And, and it was that was the end of it. You know, I never, uh, I mean... We never became the best friends in the world because he was kind of an ass. But you know, he he he, he was great at what he did. Yeah, he did that role better than anything. And to me, that's the best movie he ever did. Oh yeah, no, no, I agree, no question, for and sure. Nothing else that he ever did to compare to what he did with Superman. Yeah, and he was foolish because when they when they brought on Richard Lester, uh, which was the dumbest thing the Saul kinds ever did. Gene Hackman never came back, and we had already shot eighty-five percent of Superman too. So when they brought Lester on uh, to finish it, and he had to go back and reshoot a lot of stuff because in order to put your name up as a director on a film, you have to shoot fifty percent or better of the movie. Oh, and so, and, and Hackman didn't want to play like Alex Luther anymore. Hackman didn't like Lester. Never came back. Wow. Wow. So what they, what should have happened is Christopher should have said to the Saul kinds, no Donner, no me. 
Right. That, yeah. I'm and, not coming back. And would have kept the would have kept the franchise much better off. And the, oh my God, he would Donna would have done three, four, five, six. It would have been a much better franchise all the way around because he and Tom Mankiewicz lived, eaten, slept Superman. They yeah. loved the project, you know. You could, and Donna was a play. If, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Super. If you ever seen the Donner cut of Superman two? Um, no, the, the, I have not. Well, I don't should. know. Oh, you should. Yeah. Much better. Well, I'm going to look it up now for sure. Oh, no. Look at the Donner cut. It's much, much better. I mean, it doesn't have the comedy in it. And Lester was, Lester was like night and day in directors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely was a, 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 a departure from the, the vibe and the feel of the first one. I guess because it, yeah. I guess it's that well, comedy. If you, you, you see the Donner cut, you'll, you'll see what should have been done. And the only thing is that he didn't get a chance to shoot the ending that he wanted. So they, they, Took him. It was like twenty odd years before they patched everything together. They, he had shot. They kept all the footage that he shot, and he just put a, a an ending to it. And, uh, and they came out with the Don cut, which which did fantastic. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, it's a. It, Get a chance. Take a look at the Donner cut. You'll like it. Yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. I it's on my list now. Yeah. It's and, a- and I mean, in the Donner cut, you have Brando. In the Lester cut, they cut Brando out because they didn't want to pay him. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was going to say, why would you cut him out? So they cut him out after the fact, and then they still didn't, they didn't have to pay him? They didn't want to pay him the points. The oh. footage was oh. all shot. It was points on Brando the back end. Shot. The first 11 days of filming was all Marlon Brando. Man. They had to get Brando on, on, on film to get the money from Italy. Wow. So the first 11 days was Marlon Brando. <laughs> Just so they, yeah, they could get their money. And, that was, from and then shot. he shot the footage for one and two. That's but then funny. they cut him out of two. Wow. You know? Okay. Well, um, and I said, how do you, how do you cut Marlon Brando out of the movie? My God, <laughs> that's so disrespectful. Seems like a you simple know? question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack, man, we um uh, we really appreciate you taking some time and uh, to talk to us. Um, uh, so I, is there anything that you're working on now that you want to? We're uh, doing. We're, we've got the book Family Legacy. We're getting ready to do the film, and we've uh, and we're going to do a series because there's so much material that we want to put out there and it's going to, you know, the book goes from my father's death to the Kennedy assassination. And I tell the truth about that. And oh, it's, wow. uh, it, it's quite good. Cool. Yeah, yeah man. I am. Um, yeah. People need to uh, keep but their eyes. For it. You go to family legacy, the novel.com. You'll come up with a site that has everything about me and the book and everything. And, and it takes you to the Amazon site where you can get the book and, it's uh, and it's a five star book on Amazon. It's it's, it's very well. Awesome. Uh, that family Legacy, the novel dot com. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. I'm, I'm interested in the book. I'm super interested in the in the movie as well as the series. So you guys are just going to shoot it all out and then just try to shop it out to one of the streaming services. No, I think we got we. I think we're almost together with some partners that uh, are going to do both. And and I, the idea is to do them both together because you're saving a fortune in marketing. Absolutely. Well, and different crews and everything else. Yeah, that's very smart. Well, you, save, you save a fortune on marketing because you television markets one way, movies market another way, and, and the distribution today is all digital. You know, they, everything's done with social media. Yeah, you download. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Social and media so is huge. Uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a like, and it's going to make The Godfather look like a child's game. It's going to be good. Wow, well, <laughs> I that's, like that. That's huge, man. Based on what you yeah. know in your history, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Well, we're going to have a lot of 
fun. It's going to be good. Yeah, Mr. Jack O'Halloran, we can't thank you enough for coming and taking some time out of your day to, to talk to us. And uh, we, we're we really loving the stories and uh, just appreciate you, man. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for the time, Jack. My pleasure, guys. You take care. All right. You too, man. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Awesome. And that was Jacko Holleran. Holleran. Jacko Holleran. <laughs> Holleran. Yeah. Man, dude, that guy's got stories, bro. Oh my gosh, he does. And that he was, just drops names like it's nothing. I love him. I, I love it when we talk to these people and they and they are dropping names like that. Like the fact that they just remember names so well, that they recall them so quickly and so well. They, they, yeah. I, that's several people we've spoken to and they've just been like, oh, this guy, this guy, by first and last name, just so so fluently. It, and, well, and with a lot of these people, I'm thinking like, there's no way that they remember that. They they went, yeah. on, they went on from doing this. He's talking about this. stuff in the 50s and shit, yeah, dude, and right? He, and, and he gets punched in the head through a lot of the 60s right dealing with <laughs> uh, dealing with you know uh, he, a tumor that he had yeah and, uh, right it's, it's like, not a tumor f- yeah <laughs> no no actually jack it is yeah and, and he's going from country to country and he right. still remembers it's, everything that he's getting that into. shit is wild man oh fuck man i can't remember half as well as that guy and yeah. i'm uh, half his age and half of his uh, probably everything and stamina never, fucking uh, and never got punched by george foreman yep nope not one time. Yeah, and he called it because I told you before. I like how you did tell me you were, you were describing the fight and you were like, "Oh, George hit him with one and he shook that one off, but then he hit him with that next one and he was fucking yeah. done." And it was exactly what Jack said. Like he he stepped into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack looked. You said you looked like it looked like Jack was trying to hit him with a punch down low or something, and before he could, he like leaned in to throw the punch and fucking Foreman caught him in the head. Yeah, it's a it's a good clip, and I mean, the, and and but all before that, like Jack was saying, he was he was standing on his, like his ground. He was kind of in. Uh, kind of hunting Foreman as yeah. opposed to you know being hunted. Yeah, he was and the the aggressor yeah, at that moment. Landing, landing good shots looked comfortable. The walking into it's what did it. The aggression. Yeah, you know? um, but and, it, dude, and Foreman had like one of the hardest punches in boxing that ever. Guy's, that guy's stories, man. His stories were fucking spot on. And like, I love the fact that he's like he's putting out this book. I'm intrigued about this book, and I can't wait. You know, I'm not a avid reader. <laughs> I'm not against it. I just don't. I don't know. I don't do it a lot. I don't feel like a lot of people do anymore. It's kind of a lost art. But same the movie. I'm I'm intrigued either way. If the movie wasn't coming out, I would probably seek out the book just because I wanna. I want inside on the you know. I want inside yeah. knowledge on the 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 mafia and the labor unions See, of the it, fucking sixties and fifties. It goes both ways though because I've and heard even before I've heard from people they've said that like his his book like Family Legacy is some like fictional somewhat right well he's so reporting it as the whole truth the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth that's what I'm and saying. then the irishman he's saying the irishman's full of shit and that's the thing i you know he's like oh they're so full of shit and blah 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 and my thing is was scorsese coming out and saying like this is the bible you know what i mean like this is what happened this is how it happened or was he presenting a dramatization yeah and, and i feel like question. it was a dramatized thing and i feel like well i just feel like and his passion having been on the inside of it you know is is making him like no you know fuck the dramatization you know it makes him negative towards it but i don't think necessarily scorsese was obviously trying to portray it negatively no yeah but scorsese wasn't fucking there and jack o'halloran was so he takes kind of a slight at that and i mean i believe all the stories that he was telling us i believe him i mean between uh inspiring sylvester stallone to do and and the rocky character because i remember when like doing farewell my lovely for him sylvester stallone was in that movie yeah i didn't even know he had a small part of that it makes sense that he has all these questions for jack and he's picking his brain the whole time and had never been to philly and i haven't as a guy who's only like driven through philly but i felt like i don't know at 
it, it, did that movie not? I feel like for people from Philadelphia, did that movie not feel authentic Philly to to you to them? Oh yeah, I'm sure he filmed it in Philly, but okay, is that what know, it was the filming? But I, just like the whole prior. the attitude, you know, the whole the whole Philly. Like, did he say water? He yeah. probably did. He's like, <laughs> oh, I live on the waterfront. Yeah, the waterfront. <laughs> waterfront. So, yeah, yeah. That's what I don't know, but I mean, and uh, you know, his little tiff with Christopher Reeves. We get to hear that. I think honest- it's Reeve. Reeve. Remember we yeah earlier we discussed it was it Reeves or Reeve was it plural yeah. or singular well he was one man and there was no s apparently because he I listened carefully when he said it every time he said Christopher Reeve yeah that's what I thought so too. I was just like there we go I left it just one Reeve that's yeah, fine it's better than uh, Jeff Daniels yeah <laughs> the star of Dumb and Dumber now being Yo. in King Kong all right I don't know if that came out on recording or not but I lost it dude you said we were talking in about case King it Kong. did in case it did I had to address it because if it if it did come uh, through on audio uh then and you couldn't cut it out i mean then let's it, just address it fuck yeah. it we'll leave it in if it didn't if it didn't go notice then we just, uh, he we, didn't we look stupid it. now but. yeah exactly well luckily he was he was talking when i said it so he did not hear me say the great <laughs> jeff daniels who is the great jeff daniels is great oh, he's fucking amazing but he was not in king kong and it would have been a far different film if like jeff daniels from dumb and dumber was like <laughs> want to hear the most annoying sound in the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> into, a, into king kong king gear. kong's like pull over he's like no it's a cardigan but thanks for noticing (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah i said jeff fucking daniels in reference to jeff bridges who was also an amazing great actor i laughed in silence for like five minutes i I was like luckily he kept talking and i just let him run and then i was like what you said it like three times no, no, I didn't. You were like Jeff Daniels. Oh, the great Jeff Daniels. Did Jeff I say it three times? I just Holy shit! I was like Jeff Bridges. No, no, I think uh, quietly off mic, you looked at me and were like Bridges. It's Bridges. Yeah. And I was like, what? And you were like Bridges. And I was like, oops. <laughs> well, that's dumb and dumber. <laughs> <laughs> it comes full circle. Uh, it really does. But oh, that was he. Went, man, what a giving guy. And he yeah. he would have kept talking if we wanted to talk for another twenty minutes. He probably would have kept going, man. Yeah, I, I I was loving the the behind the scenes stuff. I. I could have stand to hear that all day, right? You know, I mean, oh my gosh, the, and and some of the the stuff that I've heard or like the research that I did on him came out true, you know. And absolutely, we, we just got to hear his side of it instead of like from that outside looking in, type like of the perspective. whole blow up with Christopher Reeve. It wasn't even a blow up; it was just a little spat. And like he said, you know, and he put it perfectly. When you work with somebody for three years, by the way, Superman took three years to make. Anyway, uh, well, there's two, one of and them. two. I know what you mean. I know what he meant. But yeah, yeah. Uh, when you, uh, yeah, when you work with somebody for three fucking years. Yeah, uh, tensions are going to, you know, tense tensions. We've covered this before on the show, guys. <laughs> yeah. Tensions become tense. And then uh, you have the Middle East debacle. I yeah. don't know. It's uh, and I, I mean, I didn't even know that he was like, turning down roles as much as he was, you know? He right. was the just... The Great White Hope. That was, in a, that was a classic fucking movie about about like he said jack johnson but fucking you know the uh, the white the, the trying to make uh, a white heavyweight champion yeah to, is what to that turn that down is like oh they remade that movie years later in like i want to say the 90s or early 2000s probably the late 90s yeah. and uh it was not so great there was like a <sighs> the, one of the james bonds like the spy who loved me and uh and, the spy and who I shagged think, me and i think another Behave, one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like it, it turning down roles left and right for really good movies yeah well yeah that's what i'm saying yeah turning down like yeah a film with fucking james earl jones you know, i don't know if you guys heard it he did, luckily didn't hear it i said it quietly but yeah when james earl jones was like you turned down oh yeah the greatest film of the world like mufasa has just talked down <laughs> to you bro and he's not even intimidated by that guy that no. guy is not scared of anything yeah the way he was talking about foreman and ali like he really like yeah. even to this day he would watched, go at it again he with watched him. ali and said i could beat him wow okay 
Well, and he fucking sure as hell tried to. It just never, it never happened yeah. because of and, well, and, and, shady ass money changing and, hands in the boxing industry. Who would have known? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I would have never have guessed. For yeah, a second. Oh, it's controlled by money. What? He uh, when he was talking about like getting into the football, like it, yeah. how it started off. Like I didn't his know about his football prior history. Yeah, yeah and, when he, when he told me he was whatever two. 40 or 260 or whatever the fuck he said he was he ran a 4640 i was like holy shit okay and and i think that was like around the time period like it would have been around the 60s i think 70s where the eagles were just having like doing the open tryouts that one year when mark when market when maki mock made the team yeah (laughs) say hello to your mother for me yeah vince papali (laughs) vince papali or whatever it was yeah 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 yeah, that was just like come one come all like we're doing tryouts like he would have had a real shot it was a uh why did they do that? And only in Philly too, which or did they do that all over? No, I think they it was just, the whole league did that because they, uh was it a strike back then? I think it was a strike, like a labor strike. It might have been, but I think the Eagles just did so bad the year before too. Like they were like that almost, they couldn't have players. They were like a dying franchise too. Wow. Like they were falling apart. Wow. I think okay. and I don't yeah, I don't I'm not exactly sure. I, I did watch that movie, I mean, they, but like they were bad cuz they took Marky Mark. Yeah. <laughs> then they, they became like, invincible. Invincible. Mm. <laughs> Well, uh, we, I mean, we still got some stuff before wrapping up the show. I know we have uh, some more Super Bowl stuff to talk about. Like that, that for sure. We can talk about the game a little if you want, uh, and then uh, yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. And then, we, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to talk too much about the sports thing. Yeah, but um, you know, we we are like wrapping up the show, kind of, sort of. But when when it came down to the Super Bowl, like the halftime show, it seemed like was <sighs> the big thing that was talked about more than the game. I think. Even. It was more, way more, way more controversy. That's all I've heard about since. Yeah, seriously. Just, oh my god! Immediately the night of, I mean, uh, J Lo, Shakira, amazing. Sh- I I loved it. You know, you know the first they brought that- out Bed Booney and uh, and uh, J Balvin, J Bavin. Were those the, the, the two guys? Those were, were the two guys that came out. The two rappers. I was it, like, if we're definitely in Miami doing this oh, halftime for show. Sure, absolutely. It was so Latin, but it was, dude. It was. I don't know. It was amazing. Um, I was a fan of both of them. Uh, I am biased because I have been hugely crushing on J Lo since she came out. Like Love Don't Cost a Thing or Jenny. Well, I don't. Was it Love Don't Cost a Thing? Was her first hit? I, I don't know. May, I think so. Maybe. I feel like it was, and I fell in love with her in that video, and uh, it's been that way ever since. Jenny from so, the block, yeah, yeah. That that one I wasn't such a fan of. You know, I mean, whatever. It's not even so much the music. It's just J Lo. Like I've always been like, yeah, J Lo. Yeah, J Lo's where it's at. Yeah. And uh, so and Shakira, like, her one song is fucking catchy. I'll give her that. The fucking, which one like the I'm on today, you know my hips don't lie. No fighting <laughs> Somebody has to yell. No fighting. <laughs> is that what they say? No fighting. Yeah. They they yell that song? I didn't even know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a catchy song. And I'm not a Shakira hater, but I don't know. I will say this. I was by again, I'm biased. I feel like J Lo was the 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 one, the only one out there that I really saw. And uh, as soon as it was over, I felt like the whole world was against me. And everybody was like, Shakira. Shakira's where it's at. Oh, my God. I'm in love with Shakira. She's amazing. I love her. They both they, I, they both did a good job. I, I agree. I I'm not saying Shakira didn't do well. Again, like I said, I was just kind of like just, you know, just staring at the one. And uh, and I, I just felt like everybody was like, you're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. What are your, your, your eyes broken? Blah, like, and I'm like, what is J-Lo? Like a fucking Quasimodo? Like. What is I don't understand. Well, and 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 this is a valid qu- like point too, but you have to like consider 
like ask that question again in seven years when Shakira's fifty. Yeah, exactly. J Lo's fifty. J Lo's fifty, and, f- and she Shakira's, still looks better than Shakira to me. Yeah, Shakira's forty three. Forty three, absolutely. Yeah, that was the first thing I did when I was watching this halftime mm-hmm. show. Google Be- because of the shit that they were doing. I was like, how old are these yeah, people? Yeah, and I was like, because it was it was it was impressive. They and killed then, it. Yep, yeah, fifty and forty three, and yeah, I was like, dude. Well, wow. it's because you know J Lo. She came out and did that whole little pole scene because she came out with that movie Hustlers last year. Which they tried to get put up for. Did you hear about it? Hustlers? No. no. It's the movie where she's a stripper. Her and uh, who the fuck else is in it? Her and like Cardi B, right, I believe. And Oh, it, it I got, believe that. It got rave reviews and they tried to get it to put uh, put up for an Oscar. I don't think it got nominated, but uh, it certainly didn't win. But uh, they tried to get it put up for for an Oscar because it got really high critically acclaim and shit. Huh. But uh, yeah, so that's why that's what the whole pole scene was about. That's why she's so good on it because she, I feel like, did a lot of training for that for that movie, and uh, it showed. Yeah, I <laughs> but mean, I will ooh. say this: Shakira is a better dancer all day, and like it, for sure. Like she, I just, I just feel like she's a more natural dancer. She's got the belly dancing skills and the. That that's a hard thing to come by. Like being being able to do that, all the different styles that she does. Yeah, separating your upper body and your lower body. Yeah, absolutely. Like oh, isolating and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to do that at all. She shakes her butt better too. Even though J Lo's got a better one, Shakira shakes her butt better. See, so it's like there's you know there's yeah. It's when she starts singing, it's like. (laughs) And I'm like, that's real. That's not a joke. What is that, dude? That's what that song sounds like. I have to just get it out there now. Yeah. I say this all the time. Adriana, I love you. But I say this all the time in front of her, and Adri fucking loves her. So many people love her. And I don't hate her, but it's just like- No, I don't hate her re- either. I don't hate her, yeah. But it's just like, that's really your song? Like, at least J-Lo's like, la, 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 la. You know, like, trying to, like, sing <laughs> sing melodies in, a like, a light, airy, you know, like, pretty and tone. And then she's and like, I will I'm on tonight. Like, it's, I don't, it's, it's wild, bro. It's, I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah there was i don't know there was a lot and then the controversy the next day regarding all the fucking people up in arms because they were you know like oh the pole scene and fucking uh they're barely wearing any clothes and shaking their my kids are watching this blah 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 are you fucking kidding me janet jackson's fucking titty came out i mean i know it was blacked out immediately but still like that happened uh, 16 years ago now bro that was 16 years ago oh my god you see so long ago 2004 feels like it was five six years ago did you hear how many people watch the super bowl this year no nine they they usually i I don't want to say too many nines or not enough nines there's a lot of nines they usually break a record but uh it broke the record for the first time since 05 i believe and it was uh 999.9 million people oh my gosh almost 100 million people were watching the super bowl while it was on at least at some point in time they couldn't tip the scale they couldn't get that one extra house no but you know why adam wasn't (laughs) here i was gone the tv was off (laughs) damn it i should have left it on it's your fault for the spiders but uh you motherfucker (laughs) but yeah um that and uh there was another little factoid i got oh the the most highest viewed what do you think the most highest viewed year i think i just told you didn't i 2005. Yep. I did hear. here. But here, think think about why. Uh, the year with Janet Jackson was 04. Oh, really? So the, yeah. So the oh, next so year, everybody was like, oh, my God. 
maybe Justin Timberlake's dick will pop out. Anticipation you know, like, of watch it. Oh, it's Bieber. Well, okay, look at his dick. He's fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. People were like, "Oh yeah, all you guys, uh, everybody hates this, or all the moms hate this," and they were showing J Lo and Shakira. But then, like going back to last year, <sighs> yeah, it was see, like compare, the mom, compare the mom, and contrast. Yeah, the mom reactions to Maroon Five being shirtless, <laughs> fucking snail trails all over the couch because <laughs> fucking Adam Levine took his <laughs> tiny sleeved shirt off, and all of a sudden he's covered in tattoos. I'm saying, what was that? I, but I mean, he was ripped good for him i mean i i left a snail trail on my couch i'm just saying i felt bad but about I myself also, afterwards but exactly but i also didn't bitch about the the one this year like i i just really how are you really that you can't explain to your kids that these are just women dancing and okay where she's shaking her stomach like that and blah blah that's oh, that's belly dancing it's you know it's from you know teach them a fucking lesson around it you know teach them what they're what they're watching yeah why do you have to just be like oh don't look they're whores or whatever i people this ooh, this one girl on facebook i don't even know who she is it was on a big group of people probably the news junkie group uh because they're wilding over there but uh she she got on this whole flow about uh uh shakira was beautiful i almost verbatim shakira was beautiful and and represented her country beautifully and and sang amazingly and her dance moves were perfect and j-lo is a dirty whore that makes porter all puerto ricans look bad it wasn't a contest no but even if it was they both did the same thing in their own way yeah why, why is one an angel uh, and one is the godless devil yeah well, i don't, I don't get understand. it me neither which by the way like uh doing what was it i think they did born in the usa like the bruce springsteen song yeah, her and with her the, daughter yeah with the puerto rican the flag puerto rican american I flag loved that i did too and that set people off too that set off all your red hat fucking magas over there saying uh, uh, not necessarily but just you know you're you're ultra conservatives and you're uneducated that are like how dare you puerto rican flag america born in the usa you forgotten that Puerto Rico is part of America. Yeah. Like, what it's the a territory. Fuck? Oh, they're but darker than me. They can't be the, me. People thought can't that... Can't be American? Some people thought it was the Texas flag itself. They were like, oh, the, lo- the, the Lone Star State flag. Oh, and she likes Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Nobody does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was creating a lot of confusion because even the president was tweeting, like, congratulations. Oh, oh, please, let's cover that. Congratu- congratulations to the state of Kansas for winning. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you represented know. the country well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, to the great state of Kansas. And, and I'm like, they are in Missouri. I've actually, you broke that news to me. I jumped on Facebook and I saw you mention that and then didn't you also say that he deleted it he so no it he, okay? fi- he fixed it he, fi- he edited it's it. the same tweet but now it's the great state of missouri exactly um well and then so immediately the next day on facebook after that shit happened i saw a meme of uh, i saw somebody on facebook just commented oh what all he's got to do is pull out his sharpie or whatever because he he changed that map before of like what was it russia or china he oh yeah no no it was the hurricane it was the hurricane where the hurricane was going to hit america and he just changed the lines that he projected to go the other way that it actually went was like i was right the whole time (laughs) greatest hurricane (laughs) biggest hurricane killed them all but uh yeah so there was a meme of him holding up a fucking a map of like kansas and missouri side by side and right where kansas city missouri is it fucking the line stops because it's a fucking straight flat line it on that border in. and it dents in and goes right around kansas city missouri <laughs> so according to that there was a kansas city kansas next to a kansas city kansas next to the state of missouri yeah ridiculous nope yeah i loved it because they're <laughs> excuse Ooh, me god that snuck up on me <laughs> there because uh, there is a kansas city kansas but there is it's over the border over the border I don't, I, I don't why is that in my head i don't know i said border a lot of times Borderline. 
mind. <laughs> See, that's a pretty song. To lose you, my mind. you know what? I fucking I heard Shakira cover that song. Not so great. You're just keep <laughs> She's like Spanish Bjork. <laughs> keep on pushing my love. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, can we talk about one thing? El Bjorko. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. It's so hard. We have to talk about what the that weird thing that she did into the camera. And I know you okay. saw it. When I saw it, I instantly knew it was going to be a meme. But she was just like. <laughs> That's exactly like, what she did. I was like, you, what was that? You know what you, you know what she did? She did. I say, I say, Ahmed, what, what, what is that thing you people do when, when, when you're about to assassinate an infidel? Ah, you mean this? <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I love that. And I heard so many rumors as to why she did that. I heard some people saying she wanted to do that so that everyone and the camera would know that her, her, uh, her fucking microphone was actually live to say she was really singing. Yeah. But then I also read today that apparently with her whole belly dancing background, she has a Lebanese, like, I guess one of her parents or grandparents is Lebanese. So she has that in her blood, which is why she belly dances and has that little aspect to her, which I didn't even know about that. I had no idea. Yeah. I just knew she was Colombian. So, uh, she, uh, because of that, that whole la 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 la, (laughs) the whole turkey call that she did in the camera with her tongue sticking in and out like a snake. Uh, that is a, a middle Eastern like uh, sound that they make that is like to represent joy. It was like a joyful noise in Arabic languages. Well, that's cool. Yeah. She just so because of that meaning, I guess I mean that's a cool meaning. <laughs> it's not such a cool looking thing. To she do. just looked. She looked, like she a, looked crazy. She looked like a crazy turkey <laughs> snake a snake. Sneaky turkey snake. She eats the lens. <laughs> <laughs> she just she eats like, a child. It's like head to toe. <laughs> like okay, she ate the camera. That's the inside of Shakira, everyone. <laughs> On the, on Not national. the angle you wanted to go from, is it? <laughs> yeah, on national television. <laughs> you are, uh, if she was sucking dick, we are the camera. Oh, wow. we, are, we are the point of view <laughs> of going into Shakira's mouth. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. I definitely, uh, here's the thing. I, I was at work, so I missed most of the actual well, most of the actual game. I was in the kitchen, so I could hear, yeah. I could hear like when things would happen. I was like, somebody scored. And I tried to go out there and like see what the score was. I really saw no plays. But when it was halftime, the kitchen was slow, and I was like, I'm going out there to watch it. And I just went out there and watched it and was like, the whole restaurant was full of people. They were all watching, obviously, the TVs. I went and stood right next to some people at the bar and stood right up at the TV. And then by the time J-Lo came out and Shakira was out too, the kitchen, the all the kitchen, the dishwasher, the fucking owners nephews we were all standing in the corner by the dart machines looking at the tv and all the ladies looked at one point looked over and saw all of us guys from the kitchen standing out there and they were like (laughs) they were laughing they were literally loling they were looking pointing at us and laughing like look the whole kitchen came out to watch the the spanish lebanese (laughs) (laughs) that was uh it was it was something you know to look forward to for a lot of people and it was it was cool i enjoyed it i thought it was a good show it was um you know the game itself was whatever it was you know 31 20 the chiefs won is that what the score was yeah that was the final they beat the 49ers my biggest nemesis in that whole game the whole night was that one inch strip of fabric as i wish i wish somebody would have taken that out the what the one inch strip one of fabric. One inch strip of fabric. Is that a joke that's going over my head right now? 
You know, the one that between her, oh. her two thighs. <laughs> it's about an inch, maybe two inches. I okay. doubt it's even two inches. I um no, yeah. I um yeah, I don't That's I, not I, creepy, right? The one thing I was glad about was um that Andy Reid because uh, uh, he was coaching the Eagles for the longest time, so I was glad he finally won a Super Bowl. Oh, ring. that's his name. I thought you would be like Andy can read. Like what, Andy Reid? Mm, ah, yeah. No, yeah. How many years has he coached? Oh, he has the highest winning percentage over twenty or twenty. Right, twenty twenty one years. He was with uh, the Eagles for a long ass time. Yeah, the right? Packers before that. The I Packers think Packers and the Eagles. Uh, there you go. Yeah, he and was then, your guy for a long time. Yeah, and then with the Chiefs now, and uh, finally. I, it took him finally so long. Finally for him, finally for the Chiefs. It was like a breath of a relaxing exhale for both, for all of the above, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, and they, I mean, they went into the fourth quarter losing, I think. It was like, I want to say it was like 2010 going into yeah, the fourth quarter. Yeah, I believe quarter. so. Was it, it was in the third at one point. It was 2010. I don't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. I and would then, assume it carried into the fourth. And then way. the Chiefs just picked it up and, you Turned know. Turned it on, man. Went on fire, yeah. And, oh, did you see the, uh, the pictures of side-by-sides of Richard Sherman uh, from years ago? when he was with uh, Seattle on the sideline, like looking at a bad, a missed kick or a bad call or something that disappointed him in his face scowl. Oh and then the, yeah. Dude, the picture was exactly the same. I mean, it was, but it was slightly different enough where I knew it wasn't just, they changed the uniform on his shoulder and shit. It was actual different photos of Richard Sherman in the Super Bowl last night, giving his di- disgusted face exactly as it was when that he was back so with Seattle. Funny. It was it was side by side like spot the differences. Yeah, cuz the the Seahawks one, that was a famous meme because Yeah, with the wrinkly face? Yeah. yeah. It was a like they were on the goal line and the Seahawks were about to win. All they had to do oh, was hand it off to Marshawn Lynch. That's when Russell Wilson tried to throw it. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? And they threw it. It was interse- intercepted. Yeah. Game over. Game the, over. The Pats won. And then Richard Sherman hit on this disgusting face. And then yeah, the once they cuz they knew I mean, for the last few minutes that they were going to lose. So, yeah, Kansas yeah. City ha- held the ball out and just took a bunch yeah. of knees. So I'm sure Richard Sir- uh, Sherman was just like sad as hell on the oh, sideline. Yeah. Just well, he, made this, all- he made the same exact face. He was getting beat all game. It was he, good. He was the one. They were targeting like whoever he was defending. They were targeting him a lot. And that's gutsy because he's who won them the championship. He's who put him in there. He got the last, well, the last play of the game was a interception, the last offensive play by the team, whoever they beat. I don't even remember. Green Bay. Yeah. The Packers. He got a fucking interception and ended the game mm-hmm. because he knew they were going to take back, take back possession and run it out. And so I was like, Oh man, he's going to be the game changer in the Super Bowl." And, and they, and not only did they just take him out of the game, they threw to him all, all game and he couldn't stop it. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It That's, was, uh, He's my guy. I like that guy. Sad to hear. Yeah, it was impressive, and the Chiefs, you know, definitely deserve it. They they had a great season. They had a lot of good players, and um, I think everybody's already excited for next year. Um, and then that's Super Bowl Fifty Five, I think. Fifty five. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Double LV, five. Las Vegas. Oh. You know, do you know where it is? No, I'm not sure. Tampa Bay. Tampa. So it's close. Not even far from Miami. No, yeah, exactly. It's in Florida two years in a row. Yeah, wow. So it's close, but I'm like, are they getting a new stadium? Because, ew, Raymond James Stadium. Yuck. Man, I would have hoped. This is a shithole. I would <laughs> hope, or I mean sooner rather than later, that they would put uh, like that, that Vegas stadium or whatever that they're working on in Vegas for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. They like make it there. Like that stadium's going to be brand new. Why not have a Super Bowl there soon? Well, usually what they do is when a stadium a team gets a new stadium, they'll come like the next year. They'll let them play a season in it first. And I feel like that's to work out the kinks probably. You know what I mean? So that when they put on the biggest show in the world there, they like 
People already know what There's, they're doing. Yeah, bleachers the aren't collapsing. Knows. Yeah, the ble- yeah, exactly. All of that. Find the, out everything. The fine tuning stuff is in gear, and the actual turned wrenches and nuts and bolts are tightened up. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, Makes are sense. we are we ready to get on out of here? Yeah, man, we're right out. I'll throw a quick uh, pizzas pick at you before I get out oh, of here. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. yeah. That's a quickie. I These totally are forgot. always quickies and goodies. Here's the intro. Just kidding. We may haven't making it yet. We're pizza's going to picks. <laughs> pizza, 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 uh, so, wow, God. <laughs> it's become yeah. such a mouthful. I hate saying it. <laughs> Whose <laughs> Who's lime is, is it anyway? A funny, funny to informing meetup part two. Electric scootaloo. Yeah. Jinx, wow. you owe me a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, it's going to be featured. It's our third stop on the uh, on the scooter tour of Tour de Orlando. Do, do they have food at Aku Aku? They do not. Ooh. Uh, matter of fact... The only spot that has food on our stop, my bad guys, is the last one, Cavos. I didn't even think about that when we planned this, but uh, yeah. there's, there's food all over. We're going to drive right past a bunch of, scoot right by a bunch of food right by the lake right there, and it's all like totally get it, bring it in. They don't care. They don't serve food, so you're allowed to bring food in. Okay, yeah, and then some of them I know have patios or outside. There's and, a little outside we, maybe table or two, but, and it, but it's mostly inside, um, but uh, yeah, I'd say go check it out. Uh, Hawaiian themed, mostly tropical, I will say, but it's like Hawaiian tiki room in there, and it's like a tiki lounge and bar. It's kind of dim in there. There's a big fish tank. Sean Wasson would love I was, it. I was going to say the lighting is kind of dark, right? It's so dark, yeah. And there's like tiki people and uh, surfers, and it's like 1950s surfer tiki shack themed inside. I don't, I don't think it's really I re- cool. I don't think I remember seeing a fish tank. Yeah, there's a fish tank right there by the bar. No shit. Right when you walk in, huh. it's the first thing you see if you keep going straight. You walk into it. You have to go left or right to sit at a table. Must have been drunk enough. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, definitely go check it out. Um, it's like, again, small, intimate. I think we're going to probably take the whole place up. I did confirm with my friend that works there the other day that uh, they open at two on Sundays. So we're probably going to roll in there three, around three, a little after or so. Yeah. And uh, so, we'll, again, it'll probably be slow and hopefully it's slow and we're just going to take it over. Yeah. And I'm 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 excited to, you know like give out a prize to like do the like when we do the poker aspect of oh, yeah, the, the poker of the event with the pot I, you win the pot yeah the pot <laughs> you, you win the pot and you smoke it with me and john that, <laughs> them, them's the rules folks yeah i said like that's gonna be like my favorite part of it i think but are we gonna have the cards on us and we give them out at each yeah that's fine one of us can carry them okay i didn't know if we were gonna leave them because it just seemed like a lot of work to go to like yeah, each bar previously set that up and no, yeah we we'll just, just carry a deck because me and you won't play. We won't play. No. Or maybe we will just for fun. You know? Well, we'll give the hand to the if we win, we give it to the next winner. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, yeah, that's fine. Unless it's pot, in which case I take it and I win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Aku Aku, go there, drink a tiger fucker, ask for Pixie, tell her Coleman and John sent you. Yeah, from funny to informing. I am uh I'm excited for March first and I uh and I love Aku Aku the one or two times that I've been there. It's a good time, really chill theme and uh if you like like you know they have frozen, they have on ice, they all type of stuff. It's a lot of different rums though and really fruity, really tropical, delicious drinks. So it's, it's going to be a good middle stop in the five bar run. Cool. Yeah. Um we are not forgetting anything else, right? 
I don't believe so. I mean, we can point the listeners, if they're still hanging out, on where to find more of us. Yeah, we have uh, the Patreon.com slash FTI. We have four episodes out now of, uh, we're calling it, What Would John and Coleman Do? WWJCD. Yeah, and we get into all kinds of crazy things there. We plan on doing, actually, some of these interviews over there. You know, some of... uh, uh, just ones that are maybe dive a little deeper or get a little crazier. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll get some controversial people on, put them over there. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and, that, and that's what the Patreon's for. It's for stuff like that and for controversy, in- interesting uh, locations and u- unique <laughs> subjects. <laughs> I don't know. You're 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 fucking me up, Coleman. I apologize. All right. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, I will yeah. say this. Uh, yes, you should follow us over at Patreon.com/fti. Uh, enjoy the extra content. And if you don't like it, write a diss track. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we can't thank Jack enough. Shoot, that is stinky. <laughs> Does it smell? <laughs> it is stinky, My bro. Bad. I can't smell it. I'm too low. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I got to get down to, to ground level with you just to dodge it. Let it fly over me. Let it flow. <laughs> Let it flow. Let your shit flow through you. <laughs> Let it flow. <laughs> um, no, man. I Yeah, we can't thank Jack enough for taking time out and talking with us. That was a super interesting interview. What a candid interview. What a cool guy. I would talk to him again later. Yeah, our, our first one in 2020, I think it went very well. Absolutely. Very well. <laughs> It went better than that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, it means that means it's time to go. That's, we, <laughs> wrap done. it up. We're done. This is, this, that's it. Um, we hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. You can laugh with us or at us. It doesn't matter. Uh, Facebook or Instagram.com slash funny to informing. Funny to informing at gmail.com. And Coleman, tip your pizza maker. Adrian!